0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: You don't well, have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even hey. your mom,
0: you know, when
1: <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> pop eight and you're gonna
0: walk <laughs> around, man. So we're going,
2: we moved into the
0: ballsy portion of
2: that. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont.
1: It's like like mex- the Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican
2: food. <laughs>
3: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I am your legacy newbie, and with me today I got two heavy hitters in the format. I got Mr. Jeremy, what's going on? Was that a fat joke, you son of a bitch? No, you guys are just like five <laughs> leagues all the time, that's all. Yeah, I'm big boned, you asshole.
0: <laughs> I
3: was going to say, I also got uh, Papa John Celso on the cast, what's going on? What's up, what's up? Great
0: to be back. <laughs>
3: Oh, you, are you, you an 80s
1: sitcom character? <laughs> what was that intro? Waka Waka!
2: <laughs> Jerry, uh, you a
1: Dino Mite! Dino Mite!
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, and as always, uh, we are brought to you by NTGCast.com. NTGCast.com, it's in the game and in the podcast. Go check them out.
1: That's not their official logo. I don't think you can just give them a logo. Like, I think they have to agree to it.
3: Uh, it's fine. It's fine.
0: Right. Right.
3: <laughs> it Maybe encroaching on some intellectual property,
0: but it's fine. <laughs> and Adrian, how are you doing tonight? Oh, that's uh,
2: good
0: to hear. Uh, good to hear. Uh, yeah, good. Good to hear. Yeah. I'm Adrian
3: glad. has risen, risen to the level of ghost host. from MTA cast. Like,
0: just just the silent
3: the silent observer, always watching over us. The ghost of Podcast (laughs) past. He makes it sound like he's dead. Never contributing anything. (laughs) Uh, Miss you, buddy. (laughs) Good. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Adrian. Fuck me. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on, guys? What have you guys been up to? Uh, That's about it. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had fun emercooling somebody, but let's save that for later in the cast.
3: Is this uh, is this Emmer cool, like old Daddy Emmercool or new Emmercool? Oh, we're oh, we gonna say we're we gonna save those details. We're we gonna save Oh,
0: it? I I promise somebody's end. Oh great. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't oh get the man, joke.
0: please please explain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right. Let's get the let's get the non legacy stuff <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> so last night I played well because we're recording on Tuesday. Thanks to these guys being flexible, so thank you, thank you. I got some some fodder for the cast, so I. Played proxy vintage, which is something I've been getting into because the local scene's been adding it like a little by little, by little kind of like testing it out, seeing how much support they can get from the community, things like that. So, um, one of my shops has monthly proxy vintage, 10 proxy limits. And, uh, I brought land still, which is basically like, you know, kind of like the legacy counterpart, you know, lots of wastelands, stand still, keep the board clear, draw a bunch of cards, etc. Except this was. Blue white that had like sweet cards such as main deck moat because you have Eldrazi and workshops floating around Love and that. uh and Emmercool the promised end because um, you know you get a bunch of lands in the play and you're gonna have things like instant sorcery land enchantment planeswalker and you know you have kind of reasonably costed Emmercool and uh and another card that'll help you get there but I'll get get to it in a sec so <clears throat> round one I played against... Oh, White Eldrazi, which is basically like, you know, your Thalia... Both Thalias, which is kind of a beating, which I think you guys talked about last cast. You know, like Thalia, um, Guardian of Arabian, and was it Thalia, Lieutenant of Cathar, or something like that? Uh, Ru- li- Ruthless Cathar? Ruthless Cathar, yeah, like... That is. So was like cards like that, right? And then you have, like, Thought Yours and like, um, Eldrazi Displacers, and things like that, and Stoneforge Mystic, So, uh... So, Game one, I kind of just, you know, laid a standstill and, like, kept one-for-one and stuff, and then eventually just killed him with, like, Misha Factories and stuff. Game two, he kind of had, like, the double Thalia beatdown plan, and, you know, I play a lot of fetch lands and stuff, because the land still list kind of plays like Miracle, sort of. It's a lot of stuff. But then, game three, I was building up my mana a little bit, you know, getting rid of some of his things, and then I slammed moat, and my opponent auto-scooped, because he had no outs to moat. <laughs> So, that was sweet. Like, he thought maybe he had friend wing Wingmare or something like that, but no. He he just dies the moat.
1: That's what uh, I was trying to do with the Legacy GP. Just slam, moat, and win. But, <laughs> yep. Could never
3: get that second white mana. You were also trying to do, like, nine other things
2: besides slam moat, let's be
0: honest. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I wanted to slam it on the second gate, but, like, he kept taxing my mana and stuff to the point where, like, I couldn't, you know, cast a moat on time. Yeah. Four, so, is a,
3: uh, four is a lot of
0: mana against death taxes. Four is a lot, yeah. So, uh... So beat beat that. Then next round I played elves, and uh, you know having access to cards like main deck Supreme Verdict is pretty awesome, and cards like Black Lotus to you know force that Supreme Verdict out fast.
3: So speaking (laughs) of Black Lotus, just as a quick interruption, your proxies are like probably the best proxies I've seen that have been written (laughs) that have been drawn by a five year old. Yes.
0: That was the goal. Like, I can't draw <laughs> for squats. I'm like, if Cardboard Crack made proxies, this probably would be it. That
3: is literally, yeah, it is so great. Anyway, continue. continue.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I blow up all his stuff, and, and I just hit him with, you know, again, two twos and three threes and things like that. So we go to game two, and I wait till I get to a point where I can blow up the board. So I do. And he gets to a point where he has, like, two Priests of Titania, and then he tries to go green Sun Zenith for three. So I mana drain, so I untap, I get four mana off of the the countered Sun Zenith, plus I have five lands in play, plus I have four card tapes in my graveyard, and that <laughs> equals 13! So so I cast it, and he's like, what is that? I'm like, well, um, I cast it, I Mindslaver you, and you get another turn after that. And he's 13-13, and he flies, and he tramples, and he's protected from instance. He's like, alright, whatever. So... He untaps. I make him swing one of his guys into my armor cool. Um, I make him cast the the one drop in his hand, which I metal misstepped. And I made him cast natural order, sacking his guy and fail to find. And he had no more <laughs> cards in hand. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, that's it. It's so just scoops of that.
2: <laughs>
0: so then I play Storm last round. And game one, like, I had a lot of counter magic, but because you have, like, Metal Mist up, Mana Drain, Force of Will, like lots of ways to to, to parry their stuff. And uh, I, you know, could didn't have enough counter magic for his threats, so I lost. And then game two, we got into this, you know, war counter magic war again. And he has one card in hand, and he's an LED, and he vamp tutors the turn of, or in that turn. So he thinks he can like cast Wheel of Fortune off LED, which you can't because you know to. To put a spell on the stack, you need to have the mana. And to use the mana ability from LED, you got to discard your cards. So he, he kind of whipped on that interaction and kind of scooped around the spot. And then we go to game three, and, like, I look at my seven. It looks slow. And, like, the Storm decks in Vintage have, like, four to rest, four therapy. So, like, you can't, like, unless you have a turn one play or, like, a mental misstep or something, like, you know, it, your, hand, your hand's your hand got to be quick. So I I'm mull I'm all seven. I mull at six, so I look at my five, and like I canonist two lands. <coughs> and I'm like, Well, what if I get there? So he plays a land and decides to not do anything and pass. So I draw for the turn and it's mox, mock sapphire. So I'm like, alright, Tundra Mox, Canonist. And again, he looks at my canonist just like the other guy he looks at my moat. It's like, yep. no answer for that, scoops. <laughs> so I go three oh, 0 get first place, get some sweet store credit, and uh that's sweet,
3: nice. What what do you notice is the biggest difference between vintage and uh, legacy? Like, is it the speed of the format? Is it just obscene mana? Like, what do you what do you yeah. find is the biggest difference?
0: Uh, great question. So so far, the things I kind of noticed so far is well, yeah, fast mana is a big thing. So you have Moxen, you have Lotus, and you can play things higher in the curve faster. So like, <clears throat> you know, there's like a lot of three drops that in Legacy they're like they got to be back or they're too slow. But, like, in, in Vintage, you could probably get away with it because um, you're playing those three drops on, like, turn two or maybe even turn one if you have Lotus. Um, so that was one thing I noticed. And, like, you know, they play, like, two drops and um, not so many one drops in Vintage because a lot of Mental missteps around. And, like, yeah, there's no, chal- like, Chalice is restricted, so there's nobody Chalicing for one as much as they used to. But, like, Workshop still has, like, one Chalice, one Trinosphere, one Lodestone Golem, and, like, a bunch of Sphere-resistant... Thorn of Amethyst that's running around. So, so like, you have, like, kind of a low curve, but not too many ones, and fast mana to do it. The other thing that I noticed, too, is, like, you you chain a lot of spells in Vintage, whereas, like, Legacy, it's, you can, but it's not as much. So, like, you know, think of a Delver deck, right? So you got um, Brainstorm, Ponder, possibly Probe, things like that. And, yeah, there's a couple turns where maybe you play, like, two or three spells in a turn, and, like, that's it for a while, Whereas like vintage, the blue decks like you're there's so many spells you have to draw so many cards that like you're chaining spells a lot a lot more often and a lot of spells in a turn. So so the game condenses considerably more than even legacy. So like imagine um, so gush is a popular pillar of the format. So you have in these gush decks you have gush, ancestral recall probes, um, brainstorms ponder ponder preordain. Um, just like a ton of these one mana cantrips, and mm-hmm. since you have access to more mana, you're playing a lot more of those spells in a given turn. So you can do a lot of busted stuff in vintage that way, than you couldn't do as much in in Legacy. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like that's kind of the two two big things that I saw, um, and I think there's some cool similarities too. So like, <clears throat> um, there's mentor is a big 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 archetype in the format, which is kind of similar to the new mentor miracles list that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eldrazi's a very big thing in vintage, just like it's starting to become a legacy. Um, Workshops is big. I guess we don't really have an equivalent in legacy right now. That's that hive is here. Like mud exists, but you know, as as Kate kind of mentioned, it's not that great right now. Um, and like your gush decks are kind of like your uh, like your delver decks. So like that's that that exists. And then ritual combo and dredge. So. So you have like you have some, some really neat similarities. It's just like a little extra busted than you would think in legacy. So like like Legacy Dredge, like like Jerry's crushing it right now, Moto, right? So like you could do some pretty busted dredging in turns like two and three and like a little bit on one if you have the right cards. But like a vintage, like right out of the gate, all you gotta do is play Bizarre Baghdad, pass, end a turn, draw two, discard three, upkeep, draw two, discard three, and if you have two yeah. dredgers that you discard, like your dredge dredge on your next upkeep and like your draw step, you're dredging again. So it's like, kind of insane. Yeah, you're you're kind of off to the races. So um, and I think lastly, the card selection I think is better in Legacy than Vintage. Like there's more raw card drawing,
2: mm-hmm. but not
0: as much filtering because Brainstorms restricted, Jace is four mana, Ponder's restricted. Um, so Preordain's like your main one mana. Uh, Card filter or library manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like Legacy, you have just brainstorm and fetch lands. It's like so. Well, you also
1: have ponder and preordain. You you (laughs) have you have selection. I mean, if anything, I feel you have more cantrips in Legacy because brainstorm and ponder aren't restricted.
3: That's literally what he just said.
1: Yeah. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> no. I thought he was saying.
3: now he's no. saying it the other way around because he had. Jerry, you and... need to <clears> stop <throat> playing magic online when we're on the couch. I
1: wasn't playing magic online. <laughs> <laughs> Just whatever Salso talks, I tune him out. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, like uh, if, if, if I guess what's the what's the mantra here? If you can't beat Pat, just stay quiet. Like, exactly.
1: what, <laughs> honestly, I was just so excited to talk about Bizarre Baghdad, and then he moved on past it. <laughs>
0: uh, well, let me let me pretty turn pretty the question bad. back to you guys. Well, like, have you guys played or or watched much vintage like lately in the last six six, six 12 months?
1: Not really. Just there isn't an opportunity to see it, really.
0: Yeah, like
3: I, I've tried to watch the VSL. Um, but it's I just I'm just so unfamiliar with the format that it doesn't have a lot of interest for me. Um, I will put I I am kind of wanting to put together like the Legacy Eldra the uh, Vintage Eldrazi deck uh, to play it. So that's kind of like the next thing I'll be doing with my Puka points. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, like I I I would be interested in doing some proxy stuff because I think it sounds like a lot of fun. Do you find like a lot of people there are playing proxy vintage or
0: Oh easily it,
2: yeah yeah yeah.
0: <clears throat> Even like you know, what was crazy is uh so. There used to be, back in the day, like, these big tournaments in Waterbury, Connecticut. And one of the guys in the area kind of restarted it again. And I forgot when when the one before this one was. I don't think it was too long ago. And they got about, like, 80 players or so, which was pretty good. And this was this was um, Proxy Vintage as well. And this time, he had 126 players, That's which awesome. was insane.
2: That's like,
0: nice. the VFW was, was chock full. There was <clears throat> lots of different decks everywhere, like we were talking about last night, like we counted at least 11 different archetypes that were all pretty competitive. Um, The top eight was pretty diverse. Like you had some shops, you had some doomsday, you had some pyromancer gush, you had some mentor, I believe like it was just uh, Eldrazi Eldrazi was top four. I believe Um, I think it was unpowered as well. So like there's, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of really cool things going on in the format. And I think you know, like some of the myths are like, oh, vintage is super fast, like you you die in turn one, and it's not quite true right now because with all the thorns and chalices, or the thorns and spheres of resistance and taxing effects like that, like dark ritual really isn't that good. So mm-hmm. the format's kind of slowed up, so you can play more interactive magic. So um, I'd say if anybody wants to kind of like, like read up, learn a little more, I highly recommend Joe Fiorini's articles on MTG Goldfish, goes oh, by yeah. Island, Island Swamp, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, he's a he member has... of uh,
0: the Facebook group <clears throat> so you can also yeah. talk
1: to him on there
0: <laughs> definitely yeah and like his early articles are all like intro stuff like just you know keys to the format like he has some cool history articles like like I had no idea like Oath of Druids, right so Oath is another big archetype and he kind of walks through like the history of Oath and like what, what decks were kind of doing over time so you kind of have an idea of like what cards you would kind of play in that archetype and same for like dredge and like dark ritual storm things like that so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool like learning about the format and like what kind what cards are playable not playable and like there's just lots of like interesting cards that are definitely not legacy playable whatsoever but they're vintage playable like yeah. uh like i killed somebody at gutter snipe last couple times out <laughs> with vintage and it was awesome like because like i said you change so many spells like you kill people at gutter snipe like for instance i was at one my opponent's at 18 i played gutter snipe and he died like <laughs> like I played Gutter Snipe, Cantrip, time walk, Untap, recall, like and like Yogwill will zoom through my graveyard. so
2: <laughs>
0: like, it was just it, it was nuts. Um, and I'll point out one more resource. Uh, so many insane plays podcast. also uh, that's Steven Menendian and Kevin Cron. They have some really good like they'll tell you a lot about what's going on in the metagame, like what decks are really good. What decks are not so good. Like, they keep a lot of stats in the format. Like, mm. if you, if you poke around, like, you'll find, like, the Waterbury tournament, they'll have, like, you know, here's how all the archetypes, what was their win percentages, what was the percentages against the field, or like matchup versus matchups, like, you know, what percent of the time did shops beat Eldrazi or something like that? Like, mm. they, they have a lot of that stuff available for you to kind of get familiar with, like, what's, what's decent and, give you some ideas and and i think if you're if you have a good legacy collection like proxy vintage is pretty easy because like you're just proxying power pretty much at this point and like random you know like workshop bizarre uh moat like these like just really randomly expensive cards that that you don't want to get so i mean i i spent like very few bucks getting cards for that format nice nice what about you jerry what have you been up to lately uh have
1: not managed to make it to the shops uh it was modern this week at that c so i was sad i couldn't play though uh i really
3: want to try out the new conspiracy draft yeah i was gonna ask you you, no i was gonna ask you if you played any of that it looks pretty fun yeah
1: especially the fact that you can crack some sweet legacy cards in a draft always is uh very uh tempting but I've just been grinding away at Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I've done four leagues uh, with Dredge on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a lot of playtesting in with Dredge unintentionally, other than I just really like playing the deck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not, like, practicing for anything, or I didn't want to be good at Dredge. It's just like, oh, Dredge is a cheap deck. And it also is a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, but it's so swingy. So I 5 0 uh, a league. Uh, I okay. went... 3-2 uh, in a league. I went 4-1 in a league. And then I went like 0-5-1-4. Because <laughs> yeah. there are just some leagues where I'm like, yep, every person I'm playing is running Leyline of the Void. And
3: yeah, that's a big card. I was going to say, I noticed you had mentioned that. That's a big card online. Like, I run 4 on my sideboard. It's because it, it just takes. Online, yeah. Right? It just takes care of so many... Well, it doesn't take care of, but it... But I hardly
1: it, ever see it in paper. And it's
3: yeah.
1: everywhere online. It's ridiculous. I wonder
3: why that is. I wonder if... It's because the Magic Online meta is a little bit tight, like tighter, as in a little bit less diverse than the paper meta, perhaps. That's possible. Um, I mean, like, like what are decks that you want uh, online? Like the big decks you wanted against are like Reanimator, Dredge. uh, I mean, it has like some, some like benefit against, I guess, like a, a Miracles deck if they're running like Snapcaster Mage, maybe. But like, I love it in Eldrazi because it's a it's a turn zero play that will just hose. Uh, a handful of decks that give me a really hard time. Yeah. It's not even that, like, Leyline is a cheap card either.
1: So I just mm-hmm. looked at the prices. In paper, it's a $14 card, which, you know, isn't super expensive, but it may hold people back from picking them up if they have access to other graveyard hate. Yeah. But online, it's $9.30. So, I mean, it's still not like it's a cheap alternative that everyone's right. using because they don't want to buy Grafdigger's Cage.
3: Yeah, I mean, Digger's Cage is more likely to get a well can get can get abrupt Rupticade. Mm-hmm. You actually have to play the card. You don't have to play Leyline. You know what I mean? You can just put it into play, which is kind of a nice thing. Right. Um, sometimes, sometimes turn one is too is too late. That is also true. You know. But I just feel like it. Like I
1: guess everyone needs graveyard hate, but I just—it's not like reanimators taking over the format. Like, no, not at all. Like at looking all. at the meta on MTG Goldfish of uh, of like the le- top Legacy decks, uh, going all the way down, it's like Storm, depending on the builds, can rely on the graveyard. That's in fourth. Other than that, you don't hit really anything that's really graveyard abuse until like. I mean I guess the Delver decks like Tarmogoyf Del, uh, Tarmogoyf Deathrite Shaman but that's yeah, not so, like
3: or something with like something with uh Gurmag Angler I guess but Yeah
1: but it's just like you're not terrified of those decks you have other ways no. of dealing with them you don't need to attack the graveyard
3: Yeah I wonder why that I maybe mean, maybe that's just one of those things that's like an auto include people see it as an easy solution mm-hmm. um, again it's out of abrupt decay range which is a big thing for for those uh for those solutions to to the graveyard problems but Yep. The world will never know. <laughs> I mean, if we thought about it a little longer, we might be able to figure this, it out. This like, is
1: one of those things that we like talk about on the cast for 20 minutes. We're like, yeah, who knows? And then someone posts it as soon as the episode goes up. Oh, oh it's, it's because of this. It's because of this.
3: <laughs> it's the best, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? If you have the answer, I'd love to hear it. But,
0: so you like, it, do you think like Whisper is something that you start packing in your sideboard to fight I, the gals, or the ley lines?
1: Uh, so earlier tonight, I bought four Wisp Snare, and they are now in my sideboard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: running four, because it's the only,
1: like, anti-hate I ever want to board in. Like, I can get around Graftiggers Cages and, uh, you know, other hate cards. It's just I can't beat ley line. I just can't.
3: Yeah. Leyline, rest in peace, is tough, too, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, rest in peace, too. Plus, like, counterbalance is not your ideal target, but sometimes you need to get those careful uh, Cabal Therapies to resolve.
0: Absolutely. Hey, huh. you
3: know, like... <laughs> it's,
0: it's not like you really want to start playing fair and casting Golgari Thugs and Narva <laughs> <Chivas>. <laughs> I mean, that's
2: what,
1: that's what I have to do when my opponent lands, like, turn one, uh, Nether... uh Sorry, uh, Leyline of the Void, because I, at first I was only running one Smear Wism- in my cyborg, and I boarded it in every time, and I would never draw it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was just like, well, it's it's in a league. i got to play for it. And I'm, like, hard-casting Archimibas into, like, lands with Punishing Fire off. And I'm like, this is what i got to do.
3: <laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like, as far as, you know, because I have the most experience with the Eldrazi deck. I've been jamming a lot of games online with the white Eldrazi now. Um And now that I think about it, like, because that deck has so little card selection, so little dig, like, I can understand why they run four copies in the sideboard. But I'd be curious to see why other decks that have better card selection run so many, you know, run so many copies in their sideboards and why it's such a popular sideboard card. So if you have that answer.
1: Well, card selection doesn't really help with Leyline of the Void because Eh, you can't cast anything. It has to be in your opener.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're going to run one, you need to run four, right? Like, you want to draw it in your opener. Yeah.
1: What I love about uh, the vintage Dredge deck is it runs four Leyline of the Void main and four, <laughs> four Serum Powder, <laughs> so you can find it.
0: Uh, I know. Like, like playing that deck is pretty straightforward. It's like, all right, do you have Bizarre? No. Mul- or, do you have Serum Powder? No. Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> do you have? Oh, if you have Serum Powder, yes. Use Serum Powder. Do you have Bizarre? No Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, it was great because actually we um, one of the guys had a couple extra decks, and we needed a, we needed to lend some to get at the fire. And his Dredge deck was was foreign, so like we're <laughs> nothing,
2: we're <in>
0: <laughs> so it's like it, so the guy's like, yeah, I remember piloting Dredge and Legacy, but like it's been a while, so I don't kind of need to remember like. What's in these cards, you So it's like, all right, like he'll like pick a card, and like I'll remember all the Oracle text because from like judging his stuff. So it's like, all right, Icarid, yeah, begin. It's like, all right, three, one, haste. <laughs> In step sacrifice of the beginning of your upkeep. You may exile black creature card to graveyard. If you do put your crit f- onto the battlefield from the graveyard, like etc. Et et like going through like that, grave troll, thug, like bizarre. Well, actually, no, he got bizarre. He knew what bizarre did. So it's like, <laughs> all right, good. We got step one. You know? <laughs> but it's like going through like all these like and, like, and with the the foreign cards or whatever, like it's like it's not just like dredge six or dredge five. It's like, well, it's all the other weird abilities, like uh like Grave Troll's ability to like pay one, remove a plus or plus or counter, regenerate. Like, wait, what? Remembering <laughs> all that <laughs> stuff too.
1: <laughs> wait, Grave Troll has that ability. So it was,
0: it was it was interesting, and we proxied we proxied prize amalgams of all the cards <laughs> in that deck.
1: Good. Was he running actual bazaars?
0: <laughs> Actually, no. I think he proxied that too, and like his proxies were in foreign language.
2: <laughs> Good. Like somebody
0: knew how to put it in like Chinese or whatever. So it was in Chinese. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> uh, the thing I love is Bizarre of Baghdad was banned in Legacy before Dredge was a deck. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how ridiculous Bizarre of Baghdad is. It's just Dredge happens to be the best Bizarre of Baghdad deck, so that's what they all go in. <laughs> but Bizarre <laughs> of Baghdad's also just busted in its own right. Mm-hmm. It's well, a that's land life. that says draw two cards, Pat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's always nice. Well, that's why, like, when they do them, like, the budget challenges, it can't be, like, you got to do it without Power 9. It's, like, no Power 9, no Bazaar, and no Workshop. Like, like those, those like, 11 cards.
1: Well, yeah, because, honestly, if you're running Time Spiral, I'm impressed you made it into the top 8. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is a Power 9 card only through tradition.
0: Yeah, like, like that, that was awesome watching uh, Ian Arkham Daggerson McCown's run with Budget Infects and in, in Vintage Champs. It was great. Mm. Oh, you sorry. get on the cast just to tell that story.
1: <laughs> Not Time Spiral, I meant Time Twister, because I know the internet's going to blow up about it. <laughs> and by the internet, I mean Aaron.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that's good Graveyard Hate, too. Like yeah, it's real good time Graveyard Hate. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Hmm. So. so Pat,
0: what kind of legacy have you been playing?
3: Uh, I've just been playing a lot of Magic Online. I haven't gotten a chance to go out to any stores lately. Uh, it's been a little bit hectic at home. So, uh, I've been doing, uh, a lot of like the, the head-to-heads and, uh, the tournament practice room and stuff. Um, I've been playing like the white Eldrazi deck because it, again, it hedges your bets against some of the decks that really give colorless Eldrazi fits, like lands or like, yeah, hex depths or anything like that that's gonna be making Merit Um, I found that like, <clears throat> I haven't gotten a chance to do it yet, but I do look forward to the day where I can just keep bouncing my own Thought Seer with Eldraza Displacer after attacks because I think that that sounds pretty fun. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. I've been having a, a good time online. I actually got a chance to uh, help one of our listeners play test a little bit because he had been working um, with his uh, his Infect deck online and needed some practice against the uh, the Grixis matchup. So I. I Cobbled together my Grixis list online, which and uh, we played a couple hours, I think, and got in a bunch of games, uh, a bunch of like sideboarded games and stuff to try to help tighten up his matchup there. So that was a lot of fun too, because I haven't got a chance to play uh, much Infect just in general. It's not a deck I see very often, um, and then of course, like after that, I was playing like the next night and f- faced like two or three Infect decks throughout the course of the night. So, um, but it was good. Um, hopefully, uh, Danny got a lot out of that. I really enjoyed getting a chance to to Skype with him and play and um it's I was I was really impressed with how uh useful it was to play test online like using Skype because you know you're kind of like in a a pretty casual you know scenario but you can talk about your hands and talk about what you know what's important what's not important and I really really those are the kind of games where I feel like I level up much more than just like going to like T and jamming five games every every Sunday you know what I mean
0: right so, so do you mind, like, sharing some of your, uh, like, you don't have to go over, like, the mana base, but give you over, like, your non-land spells in a Y wild Eldrazi list? Because I'm curious, it seems like there's no, like, accepted norm quite yet. It seems like people are filling it out, right? Yeah, so
3: <clears throat> in the list, I mean, obviously you're running four chalice. That's, like, uh, given in the Eldrazi list because you're running so many soul lands and four chalices and, you know, going chalice for, for one on turn one shuts off so many decks that you, you just can't not run it. Um, and then on top of that, it's running two GTAs, which honestly, like, I haven't been very impressed with. It takes, it seems so man intensive to get a GTA online. And when I've used it, it just, I don't know, it hasn't been that great. Um, I, I I assume that they're in there for the Delver decks, um, because that, that Insector Operation can really give you fits in that deck. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I don't, don't really like Jit in there. Um, other than that, there's usually, in the sideboard, people will run like, you know, all is dust, uh, spatial contortion. You can run, uh, like, you know, ne- any needles you want, uh, ley line of the void, things like that. But for the main deck, like, it's basically all, um, creatures and just like the chalices and like a couple of jits. It's really all business smell- spells. Like, it- they basically have stopped running like warping whales in the main. There's no, like, uh, like I said, the spatial contortion has been, has gone to the sideboard. Um, I actually have tried to just do coercive Portal in my sideboard, which is like a four mana yes. conspiracy <laughs> card. I I haven't found a game where I've where I have sided in and drawn it, but it seems like a card that would be a lot of fun to play.
0: Um, that'd and be use. for bug right when you're ripping your hand apart and you yes, drop threats.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we you know the the deck will run like a card like Endbringer, which you know if you get to six mana, you're able to draw like a lot of extra cards. Um, but believe it or not like even activating something like I have Ugin to try to search for an Eldrazi like getting to seven in that deck is very very difficult and it happens so rarely that it it almost doesn't feel good uh like playing that card um but uh yeah I've been really I mean I really enjoy the deck like it's it's been uh it's been a lot of fun man like Chalice for one is such a fun card to play and it, and uh but and there's just a lot of play to the deck like it's it's not as interactive as a deck like I was playing like Blue Red Delver or Grixis Delver because there's obviously no counter magic. Um, and there's no card selection. So you're never brainstorming. You're never trying to fetch lands. Like you're basically just drawing seven and you're like, all right, do, do I have a soul land? Do I have like a turn one, like some kind of disruption spell? Like either a thorn for my sideboard or my, my main deck chalice. Do I have a second soul land? Like maybe like Eldrazi temple is really good. Um, do I have, you know, like a thought hot seer? <laughs> And uh, if you have that, you basically snap keep, because that's a very difficult hand for a lot of decks to beat.
2: Yeah,
0: that's sweet. I'm presuming you're playing both Thalia's in that list, too? Like the uh, no. Punch? Nope, no
3: Thalia's. Um, really? Let I, yeah, let me see if I can pull up my list. I had it saved. I'm, <laughs> I am... Uh, hold on a second here. I'm very bad at
0: remembering. Um. Let's see. Well, yeah. I, well, kind of building on what you said of, like, you know, not having deck manipulation or anything like that. Like the mod catcher deck that I played a couple weeks ago that the, uh, that, that, that the people of the podcast spoke and wanted <laughs> me to play. Like it's like, I like, do you have enough for a blood moon or a trellis or a Tritosphere? Like, you know, go for it. If not, like ship it, get something else.
3: Yep. Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: And I only got two quick rounds in, in that one. So like I played against. Elves. Yeah, I played Elves the first round, and uh, like, Elves is not happy post-board when you have a turn one or two Goblin Sharpshooter, I hear. <laughs> so 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 that, that round was pretty easy. Oh, and there was a great game where he goes, I look at my hand, and I'm like, alright, I can interact with him a little bit. So, he, he goes dual land in the Nettle Sentinel? So I look at my hand and I'm like, okay, uh, draw, City of Traitors, Spirit Guide, Blood Moon? Or Magus of the Moon? <laughs> like, I I, like I boarded out my Blood Moons, obviously, because Elves plays Basics, but, like, I kept one Magus, just in case I wanted to shut them off of certain things. I just happened to have everything ready to go. And uh, <laughs> so it was, they, they were not happy. And then I played Infect, and Infect is also not happy when they see Blood Moons, uh, Red Caps, kiki Jeeking Red Caps, because uh, cause that was fun uh, sharpshooters. <laughs>
2: so, yeah.
3: So, so I pulled up this list. Um, yeah, basically, like I said, the only like spells I'm running are the four chalices and the two jits. Um, but the uh, creature package is just, uh, four displacers, four mimics, two end bringer, uh, four endless one, which is actually like, I'm not that impressed with. I don't really love that card, but it just sort of, it fills in the gap of like, it's like one of your three drops because there's not a lot of three drops in the deck. Um, and it helps trigger mimics. Uh, Mattery Shaper, four reality smasher, two simian sphere guides, and four thaw knots here. Um, and then just for the white mana, like it's running four caverns. Um, it runs two caves of Coilos, which is like the white black pain land, um, and then two Caracas.
0: Oh, uh, uh, okay. So you're very lightly splashing your color. It's so it's oh, yeah. like you're almost pushing more towards colorless Eldrazi. Basically. Oh
3: yeah, for sure. Like the white splash is only for displacer. Like there's nothing else that you need it for.
0: Uh, okay, okay, gotcha.
3: I mean, the two Karakas certainly help with, again, with a deck like Merit Lage or against a deck like Show and Tell, because Show and Tell can be very fast, and they don't necessarily need their one-drops, so uh, they can definitely get a, a creature out against you pretty quickly, so having the Karakas, having the Displacers in your deck are, are key to that matchup.
0: Yeah, like, I was looking at a list that had, um, four Thought Not, four Lodestone Golem, four oh, thalia oh. Her- Heretic Cathar, Mm-hmm. 3 Displacer, three, Folly Guardian Thraven, two Stoneforge, two Revoker, and then like your Chalice, um, Mox Diamond for early acceleration, and then like your equipment package is just JIT and Batter Skull. Yep. Uh depending on like what your matchup is. And then is there Sword of Fire and Ace? No, no, Sophie. And the rest is just like more hate cards like Thorn, Rest in Peace, Containment Priest.
2: Yeah. Was this a
0: legacy list or was it a vintage list? no this is legacy oh wow yeah this that, is it's le- like it seems very all over the
3: place to me I don't know if I'd I, like one of the things that's nice about the Eldrazi deck is that it's very linear in its strategy um mm-hmm. I think it's one of its strengths because it just comes out swinging but that yeah, almost like, sounds we're going like a, big yeah,
0: yeah no, we're oh, just for like sure. like here's a five five like here here's a six six like deal with this you know
3: exactly like if I can go like turn one turn one chalice turn two like free mimic thought Not Seer, turn three reality smasher. Like not many decks can beat that,
0: <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
3: Um, and uh, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I really enjoy the deck. I know it's not the most uh, uh, thinking man's style deck, but it is a lot of fun to just play like creatures and and uh, and bash.
0: Well, it's strong. I mean, it's just it's just one of those like really good strong decks in the format, you know?
3: Yeah, for like, sure.
0: Sometimes sometimes you just gotta go that way. Um, yep. Like I I. I kind of like, kind of did a dirty deed myself, where I d- drove to Albany to try to get buys for uh, Eternal Extravaganza. Or no, no, is it? Yeah, E. Yeah, in Baltimore. And uh, I was like, well, if I'm going to drive all this way, I want something that's going to help me win. So I went with the Miracles deck, and, uh, you know, it, it did really good. <laughs> hate to, hate to I... admit it. <laughs> Didn't feel great playing it, but, like... <laughs> It does, does what it does.
3: How did you... So you didn't you didn't enjoy playing the deck?
0: No, I, like... I kind of just went into... I guess during the event, I just kind of went into playing mode. Like, you uh-huh. know, just played it. Kind of emotionally separated myself from it. Just, like, did my <laughs> thing. You know? But, like, before going to the tournament, like... Like, I, I felt like I vomited in my mouth when I bought Monster Day Mentors. <laughs> you know? and like... After the tournament, I felt, like, slightly dirty. But I kind of cared less as I was having some, uh some schnitzel at the german place so
1: you know like. <laughs> i <clears throat> i honestly think uh monastery mentor is also not a half bad pickup right now just because it's clearly an eternal staple uh, uh and they're not super expensive right now like i see them being the next kind of like vindillion click dark confidant just like one of those creatures that you just want to have if you're k- having you know uh, a well-rounded legacy collection
0: Oh, yeah, they're, like, maybe 13 right now on SEG, so it's a good good price. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I saw a non-Miracles uh, Mentor deck I ran into another week? Um, Bomberman. Oh, yes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Bomberman.
0: Yeah, like, because, you know, Bomberman, it's like, all right, you assemble LED or your Salvagers, like, yeah, that's great, but if you don't have, like, a way to win or do something with the mana, then, like, <laughs> you got nothing to do, right? So... So if you have Mentor out, and you make a couple of guys or whatever, then you can make infinitely big Mentors and Monks who just kill your opponent that, w- that
1: way. Not only that, you make an infinite number of them. You have infinite, right. infinite, infinites. The best win <laughs> in <Right>.
3: Legacy. <laughs> is that the one, the one that's running, like, Nihil Spellbomb, and then, like, a way to recur it?
1: Yeah, uh, Pyretic Spellbomb. Is oh, Pyretic Spellbomb. That, that's the traditional win condition. So the way the deck works is Auriek Salvagers is a mirrored and rare uh, that says uh, pay two... Uh, uh, colorless and a white. So one color is one white total return an artifact from your graveyard to your hand. So you just use led sec led for white infinite times, and then using the mana to return it back to your hand. So you net one mana. Uh, once you make infinite white, you then make infinite of whatever color you want just by repeating the process with a different color. Uh, and then you can use that to recur Pirate Spellbomb, which is an artifact for one, and then it's, like, pay one uh, red, sack it, deal two damage to our creature or player. Right. But instead, it's just much cleaner. If you have a Monastery Mentor in play, you just pump out all the dudes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, like, that for that weekly, I was playing Ian McCown and Thomas Wiley's Sweet band Deathly deck, and, like, round one, I play this guy, and, like, game one... I saw, like, typical Miracles cards, like Tundra, Top, Counterbalance, like, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, all right, he's probably a he Miracles He gave you the rope-a-dope. Whatever. He got the rope-a-dope.
2: Yeah. And, then, like,
0: <laughs> and, like, I was like, whatever, I'll just kill you with, like, True Nemesis and Sophie or whatever. Like, you just die. And then, so he boards, and, like, all of a sudden I see Peacekeeper, I'm like, all right, like yeah, Peacekeeper sometimes shows up in some Miracles list. Once in a blue moon, whatever.
1: Great. <laughs> is that? The like the creature. The... Creatures
0: can't attack. Yeah, it... on your up two, two in a white, one one, I think. Creatures can't attack. Uh, on your upkeep, pay one in a white or very Peacekeeper. So, yeah, so he like sticks that, and like I didn't have any removal because I'm like, well, like you know, Miracles, you don't really care about removal spells all that much, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So he peacekeepers me and then then here comes bomb man, I just died out to monks or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, alright, fine. <laughs> so, I, so I bring my my removal back in and we go to turns and he makes he doesn't make infinite monks, but he makes a crap load of them. But I also had like a crap load of guys on the board. Like I just start flooding like, you know, hierarchs, death right shamans, true names, batter skull, you know, whatever. So we get to turn four and I click him on his upkeep, or on his draw step, and he drew top because he was going, he was doing he was doing something with top, and he was trying to dig and stuff. So I made him get rid of the top so he couldn't get prowess for his tokens to deal me lethal. <laughs> and he draws LED? <laughs> he whiffs. So, so he whiffs, it passes. So I go to turn five, he's at seven, I have a batter skull, I have a Vendillion click, he has no flyers, and he, and I have enough mana to equip, so I kill him. <laughs> So,
1: so the villain won is
0: what you're saying.
1: This is a terrible children's story. <laughs> Listen to that man- maniacal laugh.
0: <laughs> I must have made a pact with the devil because I beat Bomberman. I beat Burn. <laughs> like I beat like something else that 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 uh, that event. It was like like matchups I sh- probably should not have won, but still won. It was excellent. Good. <laughs> God, I want to play paper magic so
1: bad. I
0: mean, uh, you should play the Deathplay deck; it's sweet. No, like,
1: I I have Tin Monastery Mentor Tinfin sleeved up. I want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> I sleeved it up and it's just been sitting there for the past two weeks.
0: We, we like, should uh, we sideboard should... or like main deck. Like, <laughs> like
1: I'm tempted to move it main.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we but... should we should get a
3: uh, a Conspiracy Two draft going and then play some Legacy afterwards.
1: I'm down with that.
3: We set yeah. up a day. Set up a day, and we we'll like, we'll get. See so we can drag Adrian out. Maybe get uh, Aaron and Kate to join, and we'll get two more and have a good time.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, all you guys are centrally located together, and I'm not.
3: I'll come get you, Jerry. You'll come get centrally
1: me.
0: Centrally located. I'm in Connecticut. <laughs> I didn't I'm think you were acting coming. i for and F and M, and you don't show up sometimes. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was telling Aaron, asked me every Tuesday, "You come to Legacy tonight?" I'm like, I can't, man. (laughs) I work downtown. I'd never get out alive. Uh, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I wanna I wanna play some paper magic real bad. But yeah, let's let's do that, Pat. Let's do it. All
2: right. Sell
1: so I guess guess you can come. Whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't hate the player, hate the game. (laughs) So did
3: you guys see the results from the uh, from the Springfield? What was this, uh... Not, it wasn't one of the Opens, but it was only Classics, I guess it's called?
0: I think it just an IQ. An IQ? Yeah. Was
3: that what it was? Oh, yeah, an IQ, that's right.
1: I wish they would post the number of, uh, participants.
0: I think. feel like for an IQ, it's not that many people. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking, like, a hundred.
0: Yeah, apparently a vampire won the whole IQ. Um... <laughs> I just got that reference.
2: <laughs> for those
1: listening at home, uh, Edward Cullen came in first place, star of the Twilight series. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I don't know if you noticed, but a familiar face, uh, one of uh, someone who guessed it on episode sixty-one for us, Thomas Keating, oh, yeah. came in second, running Punishing Loam.
1: Hell yeah! Good
3: the shit. Uh, the reason I'm he came sick. on the cast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sick. Congrats, Tom.
0: Yeah. Or sorry, uh, Thomas. I don't know. All, if For
1: that casual,
0: <laughs> there's a store that's all like cloud posts and Eldrazi and things. Like, I definitely want to bring this and beat face.
2: Yeah, the loam I mean, deck.
0: It's yeah, yeah. The loam deck. Okay. Damn. Did you see the sideboard too? Both Garrick and Arland Cord. That's how you do it. I
3: told people Arland Cord was going to see play in uh, Punishing Loam. You did say that. I, I'm I'm still surprised. Like, I didn't think it was gonna be that good of a card, but
0: She's sweet. I guess it's good. She's awesome. Yeah, like I made I made a two 2 yeah, you make a two two to flip it, right? Yeah, so I made a two two to chump and a three three endless one. Then I untap and I blew up the endless one and flipped it back. It was it was <laughs> great. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: She's pretty cheap too. You can get like Star City selling regulars for ten dollars and foils for twenty five. So shave like ten 10- 15% off that price, and that, that you can get them pretty
2: cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, like, dang. imagine
0: you, you have this out, and you cast Knight of the Reliquary, and then you plus one. Like, that's amazing. It's Like, you have a huge Knight with Vigilance and Haste, and, like, you can EOT, sap, like, activate the ability.
1: That that's Yeah, that's also been a problem for agro Loam, is decks that can clog up the board, can make it really difficult for you to win because usually Knight of the Reliquary is your main win condition, and if they can just keep throwing blockers in front of it, uh, it'll it'll drag the game out, and you'll often go to time because of it or outright lose.
0: Right, mm-hmm. that's that's great when you get the flip it so you can make it get trample versus the vigilance and the haste, which is
1: sweet. Yeah, I mean vigilance is also pretty sweet at night. It's like attack and you activate
0: them. <laughs> oh my god, I can already see it. Right, so 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 cords out. Uh, day side up. Then you play the knight. Then you plus one. Then you attack with knight. You deal the damage, and a combat activate. Go get Maze of myth Untap it. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, just filthy.
1: Uh, I need to sleep. There's so many decks I need to play. I want to put this deck back together. I still haven't done Thing in the Ice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that deck I makes saw... some waves in a like in a vintage, doesn't it? The Thing in the Ice deck.
0: Uh no not currently no but I did see a Japanese tournament on MTG Top Eight where thing came in seventh or or not seventh sorry second uh was it this one no I'm sure I'll find it shortly but I remember it floating around recently and it looked it looks it was the it was the punishing fire thing in the ice deck that we talked Mm -hmm. about not too long ago Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was just straight. I think a straight rug. Uh Yep, found it. Okay. So, four thing, two true name, two snapcaster. That's your creature base right there. Two DAC, two Jace. And then, pretty much, the spell speed's actually pretty straightforward. Four brainstorm, four force, four bolt, four ponder, four punishing fire. Two spell pierce, two spell snare, two stifle. Uh 22 lands, your usual suspects. Uh, and the board is just a little of everything. Ooh! This is a spicy card. Two from the ashes. Anybody know without looking, what does (laughs) from the ashes do? Uh, uh, From the ashes? From Mm. the ashes. It sounds like a white
3: card. I was thinking it's a black card.
0: I'll give you the set. Commander 13. Oh, good. Of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that the only
0: print it was in? It's the only printing.
1: Alright, if it was only a commander deck, I have no idea what it's going to (laughs) be. Three in a red,
0: sorcery, (laughs) destroy all non-basic lands. For each land destroyed this way, its controller may search his or her library for a basic land card put onto the battlefield. Then each player who searches his or her library this way shuffles it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it could be a one-sided
0: Armageddon. Like, play this against Eldrazi. Like, alright, there goes your... Your eye, uh, yeah, your temple. Your, there, goes, your... there goes everything.
1: <laughs> Can you see uh, Red... Uh, red? Actually, I don't know if Red, White, Death and Taxes would want to run this. Because, I mean, they already run Armageddon. Actually, oh, God. Yeah, I think Red, White... Yeah, they could, because they could just grab planes with all their basics that were destroyed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I could... I Wow, this card's cool. <laughs> want to hear a, f- a fun fact about it? it? Guess how much it is in paper. Thirteen cents. Higher than that. (laughs) (laughs) Eighteen? We're going to give it a generous, we're going to round up to fifty cents in paper. Okay. (laughs) It is thirteen dollars and sixty-two cents online. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. It's actually been steadily climbing since Shadows Over Innistrad came out. If you look at the price graph, it was, like, always a $3 card, and it's just been going up at, like, a 45-degree angle since Shadows Over Innistrad came out.
3: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's, there's Thing in the Ice uh, going to the finals in a 60-player event, losing to miracles. <laughs> was the
1: Thing in the Ice deck running basics, or was it just going for an Armageddon?
0: Uh, four islands. Okay. Four islands, four volcanics, um, plenty of fetches... Four Grove, two Wasteland. Hmm. There is a, there's also an interesting Delver deck too. Four Pyromancers, four Delvers, two Mentors, and two Bedlam Reveler. What is Bedlam Reveler again? <laughs>
3: oh, that's, that's from the, the new set. Yeah, that's the, from the Shadow set,
0: right? Uh, Eldritch uh, Moon. Eldritch right. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this guy.
3: Four,
0: <laughs> three, four, for eight, but he costs one less for each instant sorcery card in your graveyard. Um, so he can cost red, red potentially. Prowess on top of it. Um, when he enters the battlefield, discard your hand and draw three. And you don't have you have some reactive cards, but not a ton. I mean you got you got your four stifled days package, but then you have like probe, Bold, ponders, brainstorms, fire a single fire and ice, single grim lava mancer in the main, um, and then a bunch of like your usual cards in the sideboard. Nothing nothing insanely spicy, unless you want to count price of progress. But. That's a good card. I love that. Card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, price against Eldrazi seems to be a beatdown. Oh
3: yeah, it's brutal. Especially if you run, have like the the double ancient tomb opener. It's like, oh, oh, I just lose this game. Is that how this works? <laughs> yeah. Paying paying for life to to play a thought not seer to see like double price of progress in their hand is not fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, so that looked kind of. It's like a weird. It's like a new. A new take on Jeskai Delver. Instead of like the Stoneforges, you get Mentor and some sideboard cards. Yeah, nice. There was a uh, a classic. So it was a little bit bigger of a of
3: a of a tournament in Somerset, New Jersey, a Legacy Classic that had three copies of, El- of Colorless Eldrazi in the top eight.
2: Whew. Uh,
3: yeah, Storm took it down, followed by Mannaless Red. <laughs> so those are those are and then Lands came in third. Uh, Colorless Eldrazi. Um, Teamer Delver, which is uh, Rug, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Eldrazi, Miracles, Eldrazi. That was a top eight.
1: Oh, that sounds like a miserable... I don't, don't want to play any of those decks. Yeah, and then, <laughs>
3: uh, let's see, nine through 16th was Burn, Omni Sneak, uh, Eldrazi again, and Elves coming in 12th, Grixis Delver, Storm, Lands, and then Death and Taxes. I want to see some of these Eldrazi lists. I'm curious what they look like. Like because, all the other Eldrazi lists. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what though? Like the paper the paper lists are so different than the Moto lists for Eldrazi. Like, yeah. like this colorless Eldrazi is running a Dismember main, two spatial contortion, two warping whale, four chalice, two GTA. Um but they're running it is totally colorless. Uh although they are running Elvish Spirit Guides, so what are they trying to get green for? Is it why do they need green?
0: Oh, is it because just just playing that instead of the Simeon Spirit Guide?
3: Yeah, but why? Like,
0: well, do they have any use for red?
3: Mm, no. So it's just for the mana. Just the mana. Yeah. I I mean, there was like uh, there was another card. Worldbreaker, maybe that's what it is. It's sometimes that, the the Eldraza list will run it in the sideboard. Hmm. It's actually like seven in a green or six uh, and yeah. a green. Yep. Sometimes they'll use it for that. Um but that's not even in the sideboard here. So yeah, maybe it's just uh you know, they're just playing Elver Spirit Guide instead of Simeon Spirit Guide.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh man, Metro's
3: Factory. Oh that oh. card yeah, in the colorless list that card
0: is uh, a a card is great. It's great. I, I got a funny story about that too. So Okay Um so like with these older cards, I don't know if it I don't know what part of the O C D in me triggers this, but if it's an old card and like the Oracle text is like really muddled or the art or like the it's white border and looks ugly as sin, or like the text boxes looks ugly as sin, I just like solve all those problems by looking for a Japanese foreign black border version of it. <laughs> um, so like you you see the beautiful artwork, you see the black border, and you don't really see the text because it's Japanese and it's pretty thin and stuff like that. So, I went on eBay looking for Mistress Factory, Japanese factories, and I see a playset for a good price, and I look, and you know sometimes with eBay you can see where the cards are coming from, like Mm -hmm. what part of it. So, I look, and it's two towns over from where I live. (laughs) So, I'm like, I message the guy, I'm like, hey, this was, so. so we're talking like this is Thursday evening. So... I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I noticed that you're nearby. I know you have this for sale. I'm really interested. Like, I really want to play these on Monday in a proxy vintage event. Like, you know, can we arrange, like, a pickup of some sort to just do that instead of shipping it over? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. So we spent Friday kind of working out the details, and basically it was, all right, he happens to deliver packages in my town. So he said, like, on Saturday morning, like, this time, like, look for me, like, by this street or this street, and, like, that's usually where I'll be delivering packages. So, like, I'm like, all right, fine. That's f-. So, like, I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm looking for, like, a USP- uh, UPS truck or a FedEx truck or something like that, like, you know, they get packages, DHL even, right? So, like, I'm looking, I don't really see it, but, I, like, I poke around, I see this, like, USPS guy kind of, like, moving, going from house to house to house. So, like... I'm trying to chase this guy through this like like this set of streets, <laughs> and I finally catch up with him. Like he's he goes like around a cul-de-sac, and I look at the guy, I kind of make like a wave, and like he waves, and I guess it was him. So like he and I are having this conversation about magic. I'm on like as like one well, of those well, those like USPS trucks that like the 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 drivers on the right side because they're just they just reach into the mailboxes or whatever the European right? mail trucks.
1: <laughs> european mail trucks
0: i guess yeah but not really oh, european whatever.
1: but they drive like they're in
0: they're in england right so like <laughs> the so wrong because way. he's on the right side right <laughs> and he's by like the mailbox like i figured i'd just stand on the lawn and talk to him so like i'm standing on like some stranger's lawn talking with this guy about magic picking up japanese research factories like out <laughs> 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 he's like a nice, he's like a nice guy like loves magic and stuff or whatever uh, The neighbor doesn't like go out and yell yell at us or anything like that. I don't think they're even home. So, well, well they're just glad he's
1: not dropping off a brick of heroin like he did last week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not dropping off eight balls or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, I chased down some USPS driver for Japanese factories that I played in vintage. It was great. War- was it worth it? Oh, it was totally worth it. it was totally worth it.
2: I think I, I think oh, I man. put a
0: bit. I think I had a picture on on Twitter that weekend of him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. It was sweet.
3: Uh, well, I know you, uh, posted some questions for the group. Do you guys want to get into those tonight? Sure. For the cast. Uh, let's see. So, Can we- Marcus is, well, first of all, Brandon said there better be a cast to download today. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did come out, Brandon. I hope you enjoy it. Um, uh, next question was Marcus Roth. Uh, he said Leovold, which is the new, uh, guy from Conspiracy 2, correct? Yes. Yeah, is he good enough for legacy? Does he slot into a deck or make a new one? And I want to hear your take on the, that guy. That's a
1: deep question.
3: <laughs> answer it in thirty seconds or less. All right, and
1: go. Uh, <laughs> short answer: I think he's good enough for legacy. Long answer: I don't. And know that's where. time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he slots in. I definitely think he's good enough, just because. Like. He shuts... Like, I, at first I thought he was super good because I thought he also shot down counter magic, but he's not quite that good. <laughs> uh, it has to be permanent. It's not just spells you control. But, like, it it stops discard, like, Thoughtseize and Inquisition of Kozilek. Um, it stops, like, Deathrite Shaman. Or, I, does it stop Deathrite Shaman? Does it count as a permanent if you read the in the your card? graveyard?
3: Why don't you just read the card?
1: Well, this is a rules question, but okay. One black, one green... One blue for a three-three. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Whenever you or a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability, an opponent controls, you may draw a card.
3: It does look British. I'll give you that. <laughs> Three
1: is the number. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now I want to get Leovold cards
1: altered with Benedict Cumberbatch on them, <laughs> and the number shall be three. Yes. Uh Yeah. I. I mean. So first of all, he's he's a cheaper Notion Thief without as much of a benefit. So Notion Thief is already a card that sees a little bit of play in Legacy, and it's two blue black for a three one. Opponents can't draw extra cards, and you draw cards equal to the cards they would draw. So he doesn't draw you cards in that aspect, but he still shuts down, you know, Brainstorm, Sensei Divining Top activations, Ponders, Grizzle brands. He is just a hate card in that aspect, which by itself would be okay. He probably wouldn't see play just because Notion Thief exists, oh. but he also has the second abil- ability, which I think
3: pushes him over the edge. So just quickly, with the Sensei's top, just to be clear, like, you'll still be able to look at the top of your deck, and you'll be able to draw the top, you know, tap the top to draw the top card on your opponent's turn. Right, it won't stop right. that.
1: It won't yeah. stop, unless they brainstormed or something like right,
3: that. Right, yeah, LePoner, right. But just to be just to be clear, mm-hmm. so everyone is, we don't yeah. want to get any angry guess, messages Yes, about angry that.
1: messages. I guess <laughs> I should refine that as it stops Sensei's Divining Top shenanigans with uh, Monastery Mentor.
3: Sure. Yeah, exactly. People
1: exactly. can't just be going like, top, 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 top making right. a t- mentor tokenate each time.
3: Right. Right. So you think he has a place in a deck? Do you think he slots <sighs> in somewhere? Do you think he makes his own deck? Like,
1: I mean, I think most decks that were running Notion Thief were already bug decks.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think most decks running a Deathrite Shaman would be able to slot him in. That is to say, like maybe Shardless Bug, uh, maybe Bug Delver. Uh, I think like Bug Nickfit would definitely like playing him as a Hate Bear because he's also just kind of a beater. He's a three three, mm-hmm. like he can win the game if your opponent doesn't have anything in play.
0: And uh, he's tutorable. He's, two- he's green,
1: and he's an elf. So that's also uh, relevant. He's legendary, so you can get tricksy with him, with like saving him with Caracas. But that's kind of corner corner case. Um, I just think you know, worst case scenario, even if he gets removed, he still draws a card.
3: Yeah, it's always nice that he's able to replace himself. I guess yeah. right.
1: Like he's not a hard lock piece like some of the other hate bears in the format, but he's just annoying enough and just resilient enough that uh, he, he's
0: he he's worthwhile.
3: Yeah. John, what do you think about this guy?
0: Um If the metagame is like Shardless and Storm fighting for top slot, I can see getting a lot of mileage out of this guy. But when you have like Eldrazi, Miracles, Delver, and like the bug decks are kinda suppressed a little bit right now. Like I, I have a hard time seeing him today. Like maybe he's got some play. I actually, when I saw him spoiled. I was thinking Vintage would actually be the better spot for him in, like, against the Gush decks and stuff, because, like like I said, you don't have a lot of uh, card filtering because of the restrictions, but you do have a lot of card drawing. So, like, being able to hose, recall, Gush, uh, Treasure Cruise, like, things like that, that's pretty powerful. Keep in, so.
1: keep in mind, though, he also uh, gets Wasteland. If your opponent tries to waste you, you draw a card. Oh yeah. So and then like Rashad in port. So I think where he's gonna his strengths are gonna be is that he does more than he he appears to do at first sight.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, like he's not drawing cards just for removal spells, right?
1: It's not just like oh, every time your opponent lightning bolts, you get a, you draw a card. It's it's a lot more often that you'd be surprised the number of times your permanents get tar- uh, targeted,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: you yourself get targeted.
3: Is it you or permanent you control? It's whenever you yes. or a permanent oh, wow. you control
1: okay. becomes the target of a spell or ability, so Rashad in port, wastelands, and an opponent controls, yep. you may draw a card. Fee. Um,
0: yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Ice, that's
1: on. Yeah.
3: Like, is that include like, Jace Fate Seal?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe Jace is a target. It doesn't get Liliana, because Liliana's each opponent discards a card. Right. Or each player discards a card. So it doesn't get. It gets Liliana's uh sack ability though. If she makes you sack a permanent, you get to draw. Oh a yeah. card. Huh. Yep.
3: Chase
0: bounce at least. Uh, um target players library, so yeah. So fate seal as well.
3: Interesting. So how does that how does that stack? When it targets you draw, then they fate seal? Yes. Right. Yeah. So
0: so the, yeah, the ability's still in the stack. So like you yeah. could get lucky and be like, uh, draw stifle or some of <laughs> that, that on the stack.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, it kind of
1: makes his Fate Seal a lot worse because you're drawing that card no matter what. He's basically Fate Sealing the second card of your library.
3: Right. Well, I mean, that's kind of one of those... That's just a math question, right? Like, it's if neither of you knows what the top card is... <laughs> if a tree falls
1: on Leobold is, in the forest, does anyone
3: yeah. care? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, um, uh, let's move on. This is actually a kind of an interesting question. We could probably go... We'll probably end up talking longer about this than we should, but it, it, it does wait, interest wait, wait, me.
1: Wait, real quick, I, I was saving it, Oh, okay. I actually slotted Leovold, so I wrote about Aluren in my article coming out. Uh, I forgot to post it today, so it's coming out uh, two Tuesdays from now, because I'm good at planning things. Uh, but he's actually really cool in Aluren, considering Aluren lets you play your creatures at instant speed. So oh, you, sure. So you can just gotcha with him.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, but you can't, like, the first time you get targeted or whatever, you can't, like, get the draw of that, but any subsequent ones... You can
1: right. Well, if I was thinking more of your opponent trying to draw cards, like they play a
0: brainstorm, oh, they play okay, a brainstorm, okay. and you're just like
1: Leovold, got ya.
0: <laughs> yeah, play it like an ocean thief. Yeah.
3: Um. So William asks, uh, how long do you think high level tournament legacy can last with the reserve list? So this is kind of an interesting question, right? Like because there are a finite number of reserve list cards. Uh. You know, I would say high le- high level tournaments include things like. GPs, Eternal Weekend, Eternal Danza, uh, things like that. What do you guys think the answer is here?
1: I don't think anyone knows that answer.
3: Yeah, that's kind of an arbitrary. It's it's tough to answer, right? Like, I mean, because well, people try to make corollaries
1: to uh, vintage, mm-hmm. but there's a big difference in the number of Black Lotuses in print and the number of Underground Seas in print. Right. Uh, and I feel we just are we we have no idea what that that threshold cap is. Uh, that I don't even think we'll realize when we're getting near it until it's, like, right up against it.
3: Right. I think also, too, if I was going to make a guess, I would say that we've passed the threshold where the collection aspect of old Magic cards is a thing for people coming back to the game. Does that make sense? Like, here, here's the, situa- here's the scenario that I see, and this is what I believe um, from what I've, you know, just... From, from intuition and what I've seen kind of talked about by wizards is that the like the big boom in collecting magic cards has happened because people from my generation who grew up playing the game as teenagers mm-hmm. come back now as adults with with disposable income and sometimes a lot of disposable income yeah. If they're and are able to right and are able to <laughs> or you know just have a good job like are able to collect these cards with a lot of money right but like someone from let's say my sister's generation who was born in like 1993 has like no connection to old cards in the game and likely will never be someone who's a collector of of those types of cards right and on top of that what happens is you have this kind of interesting cycle of, well, if the cards are cheap, people will buy them, the 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 format will get played, and the prices will go up because the cards are in demand. Okay, well, if these prices go up and all of a sudden people can't play the format, then uh, slowly but steadily your player base will shrink because people will not indefinitely play the game. People will come back and leave Magic all the time. Um, your player base will shrink, the prices will go down because demand will, will come down, and then you'll have, a, again, a, a, a higher availability cards that have been released to the market because people have sold out of their collections and the prices are low. People will start picking it back up again, the formats can come back again, and I think you kind of have this like mini circular, sic- circular, this little mini circular ecosystem of card availability, and I think that people don't consider that, that people buy buy into and sell out of the format all the time like when you're talking about the massive amount of people that are on there and i just don't think that we're seeing or we will see an influx of more collectors coming to this market or at least certainly not like there was 5 or 10 years ago well
1: so I agree with that, Pat, that that's definitely a, a, a system that is in existence and happens. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that's only sustainable in a perfectly efficient system. The yes. the outside variable is every year X number of dual lands get destroyed or yes. lost or stolen and never uh, replaced that You know, the supply is getting smaller and smaller, so every year that cycle contracts a bit more. And it may only be, you know, half a percent every year, and we have another 30 years ahead of us before it ever becomes an issue, or it could be, you know, 10%. I don't think it's either of those numbers. It's definitely somewhere in between those numbers, Um, but I think eventually
3: the supply is going to completely dry up. Right, which is going to be interesting, right? I mean, like, do you, well, let's put it this way. Do you think that underground seas and tropical islands and volcanics are, like, these revised duels are things that collectors are after? Uh, I don't think
1: the white border ones are. Yeah. Um, I think, like, foreign black border is kind of a weird case where it's not really desirable by the super high-end collectors because they know it's less valuable, but it's, Desired by this other subset of players that are like players who also want to be collectors at the same time. Sure. Um. So it's like if they were to reprint duels, it, it'd be interesting to see you know how it affects it. I would say beta duels. If they reprinted duels, I would be surprised if beta duels dropped more than one to five percent in price without you know probably rebounding that price relatively fr- uh, soon.
3: Yeah, it's it, it is kind of an interesting um study in in economics, and I'm I'm curious to see someone who was. More educated in that topic, kind of come on to discuss it because it is really like a a microcosm, uh, like economic system that we have in Magic. And you're right; like there are diminishing, there is diminishing availability of these cards. But I also think that honestly, in 20 years, there will probably be diminishing interest in the game itself. Mm -hmm. You know, as we move further and further away from analog analog games, we move further and further away from physical, like you know, holding these actual physical cards, like and Collectors my age are going to be fifty, sixty years old. Like those cards will be changing hands and being sold or pawned off. And I don't. I mean,
1: I don't know, Pat. I mean, Superman number one, which came out in like nineteen thirty, is uh, you know a million dollar.
3: That, yeah, but that okay. But that, honestly, though, that that is like I think that you're comparing apples and oranges only because well, at this point, Superman, yeah. Superman. Well, let me just say this: Superman is like embedded into the is like a cultural icon of of the United States like Mm -hmm. it is part of pop culture and will be forever Magic the Gathering is a niche market.
1: Now, in, in keep years. in mind though, Superman has a sixty-year head start on Magic. Who's to say sixty years from now Magic isn't as embedded in pop culture as Superman is?
3: Because there was, there's never been a Magic TV show, and it's been around for twenty-five years. And you bet your ass there was a Superman TV show before that. <laughs> and 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 multiple comic. I mean, like we're. I mean, we are talking apples and oranges here. Like the market for Magic the Gathering is so much smaller than it is for Superman. Uh, I but do, I, 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 I understand get... your point. I understand your point. I. Mm. I, I I just don't think that it's ever going to reach that, even no. like a fraction of that status.
1: I, I would definitely say a fraction. I don't think it would ever reach you know, Superman levels just because Superman is just going to continue to grow along with magic. But mm-hmm. I definitely could see Magic being a more embedded part, especially if it comes out with this movie next year. If like
3: oh this God, movie it's turns be into a like a nightmare, if it, <laughs> it's going to be a fucking Warcraft movie, it's going to be a D and movie, or it's
1: going to be, it's gonna be, be like a new Lord of the Rings movie and blows no. everyone. Away. It's
3: not going to be a Lord of the Rings movie. You are Come on, man, about...
1: glass half full, glass right, half listen, full. Jerry.
3: Listen, Jerry, the Magic Story, <laughs> like all right, glass I half love, full,
2: glass the half
3: full. Magic Story <laughs> is written by by people like in their fucking. Free time in the afternoon, like J.R. Tolkien wrote the wrote the this Odyssey of a book over multiple years of his life. Like that is how he wrote the book. It was not done like, oh, hey, uh, I got this writing assignment. I have to come up with a plan of Ravnica this afternoon. <laughs> That's just not how it works in literature, man. Yeah. Like we we're talking about two different, two totally different uh, <laughs> uh, styles of stories. One can if dream, Pat.
0: Pat. Fellas, 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 fellas. This popcorn is mighty delicious. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that. The popcorn is really good. Nice and buttery. It's awesome. All I'm saying
1: (laughs) is if you put infinite number of monkeys in a room with infinite typewriters, eventually one of them is going to type out Hamlet. Maybe maybe this magic screenplay was just the rare strike of lightning.
3: It's Ah, like... If you get 100 monkeys and 100 typewriters typing in a room, they might type out Hamlet, but it's going to be covered in monkey shit and no one's going to (laughs) care. Um, I'm calling it the magic movie's gonna be the next Big Lebowski
1: (laughs) 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 Jeff Bridges plays Jace
0: (laughs) Mm, there's popcorn
2: <laughs> popcorn's uh,
0: mighty fine man
2: i don't know man um,
1: <laughs> i'm gonna eat so much crow when the movie comes out and it's like another dungeons and dragons movie
3: well, Does anyone I'm... remember that <laughs> or how about just the wow movie that came out this year it yeah. was a complete flop uh barely it was huge in china though <laughs> everything's huge in china that's bad in the u.s like lead uh <laughs> so Joseph Blackman asks, uh, what card does Red Green Lands add to the 75 to kill Sanctum Prelate, naming two? So Sanctum
2: Prelate
3: Prelate is the, uh, is the new card from Conspiracy, right? The guy that's like Chalice on a stick, essentially. Um, so he, he suggests Molten Vortex, Barbarian Ring, or Flame Jab, or should I just pick up Trops and Loop Engineered Explosives with Academy Ruins? Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. I was wasn't prepared for this deep. I
0: know. <laughs> well, all right. Is this an
3: SAT question?
0: <laughs> well, let's, alright, let's, so, so I'll start with Molten Vortex. I think that's probably the worst option because the same deck that's playing Sanctum Prelate is playing 4 friction Revoker. Yeah. So, like, they're probably going to anticipate that and cut you off of that. So, that one's pretty
1: bad. Um, Barbarian Ring for sort of the same answer because they can also just Revoker the Barbarian Ring.
0: No, they or can't.
1: Is... Nonland. Oh, Nonland. That's why I always get freaking Pithing Needle and Phyrexian Revoker mixed up.
3: That's because you type
1: <laughs> Pithing Needle in the name a card. <laughs> to name. <laughs> I was like, you go Pithing Needle, you are
0: Pithing Needle. Uh, next time, like, I, want to need to fix, I want to like, name like,
3: Revoker with my Pithing Needle next time. Wizards programming is bad, but you don't need to recode their cards as you play them <laughs>
1: I'm casting Cabal Therapy. I should name Cabal Therapy. I'm <laughs> typing in Cabal Therapy and hitting Enter. Why did I just do that?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, like Flame Jab's pretty bad, too. Because you need to cast it twice, and they got Thalia. So. What's uh,
3: what's the power on on Sanctum Prelate? It's a 2-2. 2-2, I think. What, what about Sudden Shock?
1: Uh, because you—it st- sudden shot cost two, so they're playing prelate and naming two, shutting
0: off your punishing fire.
3: Oh, that's right. I was thinking they were naming one with prelate. Okay. Yeah,
0: then what about good, lightning that, bolt? Better than chalice guy because you can't even cast it. It's dead in your hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess.
3: What about bolt?
0: Um,
3: if you're, really, I mean, like, first of all, is red green lands really worried about? Sanctum Prelate that much? Yeah, well, they're
1: worried about Death and Taxes. Death and Taxes is already a pretty eh matchup for them. Okay. And Death and Taxes is going to be... Well, it just looks like Wizards wants Death and Taxes to be the number one deck in the format, so... (laughs) (laughs) I noticed, Jerry, you
0: didn't comment on my recruiters. I was a little disappointed.
1: Yeah, they weren't foil, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that makes it even better. That draws more salt out of the opponent. Uh, that's true. Done. Hey,
1: I, I liked the picture. That I gave it a like. A, curtis, <laughs> a courtesy like. A courtesy
0: <laughs> like. Yeah.
2: I actually want some place.
1: myself because, uh, as I said, I'm brewing up a Lurin. I want to put those bad boys in a Lurin.
3: Recruiter of the guard. All right. So before Jerry goes off on his next article uh, that he's not going to yeah. post. Uh, so yeah. do we have an answer for Joseph here? Like, I... I I don't have enough experience with this deck, so I can't really speak to it. But
1: uh, so i i was talking to uh, Sean Calvo, uh, who was giving me the dish on the uh, the New England real estate uh, group. So funny oh, yeah. story. There's there's a Facebook group I was made aware of this weekend called the New England Real Estate uh, Coalition, <laughs> and it's a group of lands players who talk about the deck in <laughs> Legacy. <laughs> And Sean was telling me how they have to keep turning away all these like real estate agents trying to get started in New England.
2: <laughs>
1: they said like some guy from the Philippines ch- tried joining five times.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my god! This is, wasn't there a similar joke in Arrested Development with like the Queen Anne or something like that? Like they're getting the wrong people to show up to, to Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so but I, I think Barbarian Ring Ring is is your your best bet to be honest. Like yeah,
1: what I what I was saying, the whole point of that story is the New England Real Estate Coalition isn't entirely sure what the answer is to
3: that yet. Okay. So I think it's still up in the air. Okay. Um. So Jesse asks, "How are you, Celso?" He wants to know how you are doing. How you doing, Celso? Doing
0: great. Doing great. Get yeah, it was like a weird. Weird period where like my wife is doing a bunch of things at night, so it gave me more time to play Legacy. So it was uh it was pretty awesome to get some extra Legacy and Vintage in. So life's pretty good. Nice. I, I appreciate his uh, his concern about my well being. So uh, pre uh, uh early scoop for Jesse Weathers into nice. the, to my top eight.
3: <laughs> and then he asked, follow up: How many bear puns do you think you can fit into the episode?
0: <laughs> oh man. I don't want to be clawing for puns here' cause this is gonna be un- unbearable like I'm just gonna start you know trashing the place here like looking for picnic baskets and uh oh, this, this <laughs> you're not even doing it's, puns it's, anymore it's, you're just stating
3: you' just,
1: just be grizzly
0: fate here it's a it's, it's just a grizzly fate
3: uh, you're it. just saying bare words, John, they're not <laughs> yeah.
1: puns. <laughs> it just started growling i don't know like the, the episode just turned into
0: growling <laughs> um, hey man you know things aren't like black and white like pandas right you know it's man <laughs> boo. i
1: boo you sir boo. all
3: right uh jonathan knapp asks uh, i have a good swath of legacy real estate at least two of each duel fetches cradles tabernacle etc what deck or decks should i pursue as a legacy noob and i know you asked him john um uh, how long has he played which formats particular play style he he enjoys um he 's been playing since around ninety five kitchen table e d h cube he said he 's willing to experiment within the confines of a deck he has you know most of the pieces for so like, he 's not looking to go out and invest a bunch more money into it, but he is willing to like kind of get into a deck that he has most of the stuff for um What do you recommend for someone who has like you know a couple of each duel um As some of the more expensive cards in the format, what do you you point them towards?
1: I mean, the fact that he has Tabernacles, I would just say lands, because right there you have half the deck. Yeah. You own a Tabernacle.
0: Unless, does he have ports and wastelands, though? I mean,
1: even if he doesn't have ports, wastelands are super cheap. Uh, So if the only real expensive card you have to buy is ports, you know, that's not too bad. That's like $400 you're looking at. Yeah, and if you're I, willing to wait a bit, you know, I guarantee you, whoever has a hard on for death and taxes, at Wizards R and D is going to shoehorn Rashad and Pork <laughs> into some set.
2: I,
3: I still think Pork could be in like a set like. Uh modern masters or, or maybe not modern masters but maybe no. like another conspiracy set put it in standard throw that oh, baby gosh. in Give standard it
1: in yeah we're, we're going to kaladesh rashad Import could totally fit in kaladesh
3: right? i don't think i all right can i can i be honest and tell me if i'm way off here but wouldn't like a rashad and Port in standard like say the standard we have now just be terrible
1: yeah well fuck standard players
3: well, but I'm just saying. No, I mean like, as, uh, I mean like unplayable in standard. Like you wouldn't play Rashad and Porn in standard.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's an even more reason to throw it in standard. <laughs> Gordon, well, like, in a like, process, put it as because, a
3: common. Like
1: what did thespian stage do in standard? Absolutely nothing. But yeah. It's
0: well, a a it, well, wait, standard. no, that's not true. Last time it was standard. It was in a. It was in the tier one deck. What? It was rebels.
1: I don't know standard.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say today. You could be in today's to world, you could reprint all the rebels, and it'll probably still be bad. Oh, but you're, like, talk, back you're talking
1: about Rashad in Port back then. It was yeah. Rebels. Oh, I thought you were talking about Fesbian stage. I'm like, there were rebels in Innistrad. Oh <laughs>
0: no 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 no. That's <laughs> stage Game
1: didn't
0: watch? do anything. Yeah, Fezbian stage did nothing in standard, but uh, but Port and standard was really good when when you had that white aggro deck.
3: Um. So the, what I recommend is a, a deck like Charlotte's Bug if he has a lot of that stuff. Like, I think a deck like Charlotte's Bug is a lot of fun to play, and it's one of those decks that can be, can play the control route or can play the aggressive route, depending on what your draw is and what you're playing against. Mm -hmm. Um, but my main suggestion is to proxy it up. Proxy up a bunch of decks, because to be honest with you, like, even if I owned a thousand tabernacles, I I could never bring myself to play lands. So, that's just not a deck I have an interest in. So, I think having the pieces is one thing, but having the interest in playing a, a type of deck is another. So, I always recommend proxying up a deck before you build it. Don't be like me. Don't build decks, never play them.
0: Sell them, part them out, and then build other decks to never play. Alright, so we got, what we got? We got lands. we got Charless, right? Yep. So So, I put some good thought into this this afternoon, because why do my actual job? Because, <laughs> you know, so... So, I looked at kind of the top decks, and if I'm new to the format, right? So, one thing I probably don't want to do if I'm new to the format is play something where I have to react to what my opponent's doing. So, I threw Miracles out, I threw Grixis Delver out, or any of the Delver decks, really. Um I actually threw Charlotte's Bug out kind of for that reason, too, like reacting to your opponent. Um Likewise, you know, there's other decks in the format that, like... If he just has original duels, there are certain decks that are harder to get into or cost more. So, like, I kind of threw out, like, Eldrazi because you'd have to buy the stuff for that. Um, I threw out, like, Storm because um, you don't care about what your opponents are doing, but it's still pretty complicated. But I landed on, actually, a deck that uses original duels, um, had a lot of recent reprints that drove the price of the deck down considerably. I would say Sneak and Show yeah so sneak and show you don't care too much about what your opponent's up to you you can learn it as like a pretty straightforward combo deck. you'll learn over time like how to react to your opponents over time and like how they're how they're playing it um I kinda like the sneak and show version versus the oh uh, was it the sneak Omnitel version because like there's a lot of thalias and things like that that just ruin your day like I feel like you could do a little bit better with sneak attack and have some red cards. Ghostboard, so like use volcanic islands, right? Show and tell got reprinted, sneak attack got reprinted, force of will got reprinted. Um, Grizzle brands are pretty cheap right now. Like you can get like the GP ones for 20 bucks a piece now, I think. Uh, Emmercools cools are pretty affordable too. Um, the, like you play ancient tomb, which I think ancient tomb's still okay priced. It's not horrible.
1: It's still got pretty expensive after it was like a 10 dollars card. No, I think it's like what yeah. like thirty bucks. Let's take a look. Yeah, Eldrazi yeah, it's drew. 35. Eldrazi drove the price of that pretty pretty high.
0: God damn it, Reality Smasher. <laughs> that's like thirty five. So that's not the worst compared to a lot of the other cards, you know. So like I I've, I kind of thought like that might be a good jumping in point, and uh, let me pass it to you, Jerry. See so what you think because you've played the deck for a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean the. Big expense for Sneak and Show. Like Sneak and Show has come way down in price. The problem is, is two of the cheaper cards got way expensive. So Ancient Tomb, like quadrupled in price, and City of Traders was yep. already pretty expensive at like sixty, and now it's at like what one twenty? What's 160. it? One sixty. It's at one sixty now.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like they're basically the price of you know what what I remember Dual Lands were a couple years ago. So. Luckily, it's you can do like a three-two split, like three ancient tomb, two city of traders. So it's not super bad. But if you're not looking to spend money on your ma- real estate, which it sounds like you already have, kind of the real estate you want to have, uh, it can be kind of a hard a hard pill to swallow.
0: Well, how many soullands does the deck play usually? It doesn't play all eight. No, right? it
1: runs five usually. It'll run three ancient tomb, two city of traders. Or it'll flop the numbers. Uh, you know, I've seen four and one, four ancient tomb, one city of traders, uh, for people who are looking for a bit of a more budgety deck. But mm-hmm. even so, running four and one, you know, thirty five dollars a piece isn't going to get too cheap. So you can shave it to make it cheaper, but it's still it's still pretty expensive as far as lands you want to spend on.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean at the same time, like if you're going lands, you're playing four dark depths, like. And those are 50 apiece no I think those came way down because they were just in the uh, from the vault
2: oh
0: I'm kind of curious how much they came down so cold snap is still 54 yeah and... 30 for the the lore
1: yeah because no one wants the lore
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that foiling though that foiling yeah. there's a um... There's a, a first place list from uh, the STG Classic mm-hmm. that, that plays Sneak and Show. It looks pretty sweet. That's like yeah. a, a good starting point to look at.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is that like if you're looking for a combo deck, I, I don't want to dissuade anyone from Sneak and Show. It's a super fun deck to play. Um, I just honestly think the Omni Sneak uh, version of the deck is the best version right now. Um, I think it's going to be pretty much impossible to win with the deck. As uh, just a pure sneak-and-show deck uh, with all the Death and Taxes running around.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The...
1: <laughs> yeah, Death and Taxes.
0: I forget about the D&D deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the Omni-Show version is a little bit better against the Death and Taxes, so if you want to have some some hope of surviving the, the mono-white nightmare, I would definitely go with that version. I personally just don't like that playstyle as much, which is why I put down the deck.
0: Yeah, so, like... Yeah, because I'm looking at it, you got the... Three Omniscience, which is pretty cheap. Three Sneak Attacks, they came down. Three Cunning Wish, they came down quite a bit with Dig through Time banned. And it's just cantrips, Spell Pierce, things like that. Yeah, and you get Blood Moon out of the board, so that's like your other expensive-ish card. And storms like your other expensive-ish card. <laughs> Noticing a pattern here, guys. But, like, a lot of those yeah. cards are portable, though. Like, right, yeah. All your cantrips, like, your your counter magic, Like, even the Flusterstorms go a long way in other decks. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah, Flusterstorm is just a solid sideboard card for any blue deck to have access to.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, but, I mean, I don't even know if we fully understood his question. Because, you know, is his point to save money? Or is he just asking, you know, what's a super fun legacy deck that I should play?
0: Yeah. I, I took it as, I guess, beginner, considering noob, So that's how I answered it, the way I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, alright, Aaron asks,
3: uh, what Whoa. kind of fanatic...
0: Oh, what, hold what, on, hold on, let me throw one okay. more, more into the, the pile right. for discussion. Okay. Um, because he has original duels. In fact.
1: Oh, yeah. Berserk just got super cheap, it was reprinted. You can get berserks yeah. for like 25 bucks each now.
3: Force will been reprinted in that
0: deck? Yeah. So your expensive-ish cards are Ink Moth at around 25, a piece.
1: Noble Iron. Force of
0: wills. Yeah, Hierarch. Um, that's it, actually. Well, Flusterstorm, if you play that out of the board. But again, Flusterstorm's another portable.
1: It's also card. a sideboard card. You don't need Flusterstorm. Right. It's definitely, like, the last card that you pick up when you're building the deck.
0: So um, like, that's another one where it's like, alright, you have your game plan. You don't care too much about what your opponent's up to. Good against Miracles.
1: Mm hmm. You'll probably have most of a modern deck, and you know if you're a baller like Ian McCown, a, a vintage deck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Shout out to Ark of Daggerson. I'm gonna scoop him. He's the second, second into the top eight. Uh,
3: all right. So <clears throat> let's move on. Pull up the next question here. <coughs> uh, Aaron asks. What kind of shenanigans should we should be expected from Jerry Gate in the near future? Probably more like, you know, I wrote an article but forgot to post it, things. Uh, 5-0-ing and then 0-5-ing leagues back-to-back. Uh, what tell, other things can we expect to you, Jerry? T- t-
0: tell us how you really feel about death and taxes. I mean, I mean like you're, 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 you're showing restraint a lot of the time. I mean, really, really tell us how you feel about the death.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna rig the Liber uh, ratings markets to buy out <laughs> all copies of all cards and death and taxes, and so just set them on fire. Just dance and dance and dance. Okay, that's what
0: hey, Jerry's gonna do. Hey, hey Jerry, uh, Caracas Etherfall, go. <laughs> you
1: cry? <laughs> does does uh, as as one of my opponents so aptly put it? Uh, vomit? Does vomit resolve? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: um alright Peter asks with the availability of the new recruiter what, uh, will we see surge of new Aluren players yes it's definitely been something that's been talked about right like uh, Saffron Olive on Goldfish was did a deck tech on Aluren can and... I just
1: say I don't know where he found that list from but I w- I've been talking to other Aluren players and everyone's just like yeah Saffron Olive's great he, he puts some great stuff out but that Aluren deck was yeah. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like he <laughs> found like a Aluren deck from like ten years ago, like hasn't been updated in forever, and was just like, yeah, this is an Aluren deck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! It's like could you not find even the SeaTac deck list that top aided? Like, come on! I, well, I looked.
1: There's actually quite a few uh, Aluren decks that have topped eight top aided in the last six months. There's not many. But there's like a solid eight or nine Allure decks that have that have made headlines in in the in the near past.
3: The, the deck he featured had Allure in it, so you know, you guys get off your high horse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if I play four Allure and fifty six wrong cards, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I think we'll see a surge of Allure players, and that, that's fine. Um, I'm going to be one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Finally, go, I feel like there's going to be a. Lip. I don't think it's a surge. Yeah.
1: alluring does this all the time. Like every six months, people are like, "Oh, let's make a a deck again," and and people play a and they top eight, and then it disappears. <laughs> yeah. I
0: feel like the trajectory is the same as food chain. Like a cool thing shows up that's in one of those decks. People go after food chain or learn. Some like one person will get like top sixteen. Like, oh man, this is sweet, but I don't really want to play that if I have this other deck I want to play. And it just never, like, just goes away. Um, I think
1: it's funny. I think Aluren has actually been bought out more than any other card in Legacy. Because Aluren keeps going, like, going to $10, getting bought out and going to 30 or 40 or 50 and then coming back down to $10. I'm wondering if it's going to actually stick this time since recruiters are cheap.
0: You know, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, the the analogy I think of this is just because you put a lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a bunch of dirtily creatures and some some glue to kind of hold it together. Like, the new recruiter, I don't think is gonna break this deck necessarily. It's just gonna change what you're gonna. No
1: I don't think the deck got any better. I just think the deck got more common, and because it's more common, more people will play it, more people will innovate with it, and we might see something cool come out of it. But I don't think Aluren is going to be a tier one deck because of a recruiting. Yeah,
0: I agree. Like I feel like you're gonna see like some of the modern players that play like Kiki or Kiki Cord and like those creature combo decks, and they see the new recruiter, and they see a Lauren. Like, oh man, this place kind of like what what we're doing in modern. Like, let's let's get into the deck because a lot of these cards are cheap, and like this is the kind of deck where you could probably swap the original duels for Ravnica duels and get away with it probably. Yeah, because uh, you're not know, playing days or anything like that to really punish you. Mm-hmm. And they'll just jam it and for a bit and see what happens. Yeah, I can see that. God, I have such a long list of decks I need to play.
1: Alright, what's the next question?
0: What kind of shenanigans should be expected from Hashtag Jerrygate in the near future? We, we just I think that great, one. <laughs> I think that's a great question. But we just did that one. <laughs> we should do it again. <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> so what shenanigans can we expect? Oh, oh, let's see. Let's talk about the White Recruiter, because that card's awesome. What do you think? <laughs> Am I in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> Alright, let us jump let's jump to uh ooh, well we could we can see where what Patrick thinks of this. Um can we get a watch Patrick Brew video series where we vote on cards for him to try in his net decks? <laughs> so like how what do you think how how does this work? Like you take a stock list and then they throw a random card in there and you see what happens? Like how do you imagine this working, Jerry?
1: I, I guess so. Uh, it's kind of hard, though, just because we don't have god accounts on Magic Online. Like, we would love to come out with all these versus videos, we just don't have the cards to make it very interesting. <laughs> Alright, we're doing Grixis Delver versus Grixis Delver. Alright, we're doing Dredge vs. Eldrazi. Various combinations of those
0: two. <laughs> I know, I really want to get into Legacy on Moto, but it's going to be like kind of a slow build.
1: Yeah. Well, what I've been doing is uh, I bought into Dredge, which was expensive, but not too bad. It was like $300. Uh, so, and then what I've been doing is I've just been taking my winnings and putting my winnings towards buying cards. So I actually have most of Monastery uh, Tin Fins built on Magic Online as well.
0: I was going to say, if you have LEDs, like, you're probably going to play some form of Storm at some point, too. Right, exactly. Um, but,
1: like, most of the cards that I needed online are cheap. Like, that, the real expensive cards I already had were, like, Cabal Therapy before it was reprinted, Lotus Petals, uh, you know, things like that. So I just bought some Monastery Mentors online with my winnings from the five O 0 Legacy League. And next up is I need to get uh, Grizzle Brands and Ember because those things are actually pretty expensive online.
0: Yeah, they are not cheap. Or oh, you can play Bomberman. I could play Bomberman. <laughs> oh man. Have you seen Bomberman made its way into Vintage in a new way? Like people are Oathadruing uh, druids for Bomberman pieces. Really? Like <laughs> Oathing into a- Aureac Salvagers. Yeah. That's it's great. great. Like in Vintage Champs, the winning deck was an Oath deck that had um one Grizzlebrand, one Aureac Salvagers. And one Dragon Lord Jermoka to protect your combo. Hell yes. <laughs> the good old uncounterable and you can also cast a, hard cast those cards too. So like let's just have this uncounterable guy that they can't play stuff on on your turn. It was great.
2: <laughs>
0: that is pretty awesome.
3: Alright, so uh last question, um of uh, the user submitted question for the evening. Braden Defoe asked uh, let me preface this by saying uh, there was a previous post that I asked what people wanted me to do a video of. Uh, White Eldrazi uh, won by a long shot, um, but then someone suggested in the comments that I run a brew, and I said, "Oh, you silly summer child! I don't do brews. I only play uh, uh, known competitive decks because I can't brew. I, that's just not my uh, that's not my wheelhouse, right, Jerry? Yeah, Lester pistol so, gem, yeah." <laughs> So uh Brayden Brayden asked uh can we get a watch Patrick Brew video series where we vote on cards for him to try in his net decks? So basically asking if we can put worse cards in his decks to play them online. Um sure, I'll be into that. Like I'll I'll kind of try turn Bedlam Reveler into Blue Red Delver, why not? oh uh,
0: what do you think
3: of that, Celso? <laughs> Uh,
0: the fact
1: that we talked about it <laughs> Boom, your turn to feel all foolish, Pat. We literally just talked about
0: this, man. Yeah, you can, you can put, like, Sundering Titan into your Eldrazi deck. It's good <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> put Draco into your, 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 your
2: uh... I mean, it's yes.
0: Colos, right? Yeah, yeah it's Kalos. So I'll never be
3: able to, like, pay the ten after I play him. Isn't he 16? Yep. Oh, yeah, is he 16?
2: Yeah.
0: He's 16. And I think he costs two less for each basic land type. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so he costs
1: 16 for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I Oh man, is that broken? Do, if you run five basics in a waste, does Draco cost 12 less to cast? <laughs> I we, mean, have we cracked Draco now that
0: wastes <laughs> are printed?
3: <laughs> I was just going to suggest that. Like, does waste count as an extra basic land type?
0: I, they're uh, considered basics. Let's look up Draco. I mean, they certainly are basics. I know that. Draco. Uh let's see the rulings. Determine the number of basic land types among lands you control. Look at the lands you have on the battlefield and ask <laughs> ask yourself whether the subtypes Plains, Islands, Swamp, Mountain, and Forest appear within that group. Uh, I mean, that waste sounds like has
1: the, to... that sounds like the instructions on the back of an easy Mac box. Wait, do I really <laughs> want to pay
3: sixteen? for a 9-9 nine nine flyer, like... <laughs> don't you disagree, so go. They have the
0: key-tapping Manafort in your upkeep. Yeah, I don't think I want to play that... I don't think I want to play that card, guys. <laughs> all right, what about recall cool the Aeon's Torn in your in your Eldrazi deck?
3: Yeah, I'll never get the 50... I mean, sure, if I just want a dead card in my hand, like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, maybe you, you just draw it discard you shuffle your graveyard back in your library? Like, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that all makes... That
3: all adds up. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, exactly. I would, be willing to
3: try, I, would, I would definitely be willing to try, like, a couple funny cards. Like I said, I have Coercive portal, portal in my sideboard. Like, some Eldrazi lists run Basilisk Collar. That's kind of a cool card. I wouldn't mind playing that in the main, but... Um,
1: oh,
0: I mean, so Waste is not... So Waste doesn't carry a subtype. It's just basic land. So ah, Sorry, guys, go. we did not break Draco. <laughs> <laughs> Draco's not broken yet. <laughs> not until we get purple. Yeah, oh, or gold. Give me that right purple there. shit. No gold.
2: <laughs> um,
3: it's cold, so, Jerry. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys have a, you guys know what decks I have in line. So if you if you have a suggestion of a card to run, actually, uh, one card that I was considering was Ankh of Mishra. Ooh, in the, that's the a side, sweet card. The sideboard for the Eldrazi deck, just against like a deck like lands. That wrecks lands. Yeah. So, or even I would think it would probably be good against Miracles too. Uh, yeah, right. If you get it It'd early be. enough,
0: yeah, especially land so is four like damage, right? Yeah. yeah,
3: like yeah, exactly. Like all the times you're fetching to, with your top to like
0: try I mean, to
3: get new looks of cards, like that's fine.
1: Ankobishu is one of those cards that's sick turn one and useless turn five. Yeah. Yes.
3: Whereas or against, against lands, all... it's
1: always good because they're just yeah. killing lands and recurring lands. Right. But even against miracles, it's like once they once they hit their fifth land drop, it's like yeah they would like more mana, but they don't really need more mana if there's an nonmission in play
0: R- right right I got a card for you Pat you gotta oh. bring the delver deck back okay and you gotta play a one of Hitetsugu's second right wait what is it <laughs> hey that's, that's the reaction I expected I'm guessing it's from kamagawa yes
3: yeah it sounds so like
0: Kamigawa, uh, three in a red instant if a tar- if target player has exactly ten life. Hitetsu goes second right, deals 10 damage to that player. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sorcery? No, instant. It's an instant? Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, Grixis Delver, you get the mana for that. Like, you'll get the four mana not uh, easier than the other Delver decks. And this is, like, your this is the classic Jacob Wilson, uh, Alex Hain troll card in their Delver deck. Well, next to Commandeer. Commandeer is also another sweet troll card. But, uh... But Hidden Segu second right is a great game ender to a lot of games. Ah, uh, but it's four.
1: Oh man, it deals ten damage, Pat.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm
1: so tempted. You play
3: Nozrazi. Uh, you play that. You
1: play that with Grove of the Burn Willows and Punishing Fire to get them just right.
3: <laughs> oh man, that's like I want to put that in like a Trista list as like a just a catch-all, just in case.
0: Oh man, I feel like I need to play this troll delver deck at like. Up at like te or something like that oh one man. week, just to just to really get people. Nah, so like that
1: goes in that goes in thing in the ice, punishing fire, thing in the ice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so I'm looking at one of the versions of the troll delver deck, and uh, so here's some of the sideboard cards. Um, one commandeer. That's the one where you can pitch two blue cards instead of paying the mana cost, and you control target spell. Uh, four spike um actual force spike not days like k1 blue instant kind <laughs> of K one.
1: was it i think it was like adrian got blown out by a force spike at that z one He <laughs> 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 was like playing tin fins and his opponent had like a blue up and he's like ah oh, maybe i should play around days but no nah, i'll just go for it <laughs> the guy just goes force spike
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so you got you got that um yeah hit it to second right um Oh, one Ghost Quarter, uh, one Life from the Loam, one Personal Tutor, <laughs> search your library for a sorcery card and put it on top, and it's, shuffle your library and put it on top, uh, Swerve, that's the red and blue instant, you change the target spell, <laughs> uh, Land Grant, uh, which I think it's nothing. Like, I don't think you have any basics to get Land Grant with, um, well, but hey, I guess it's it. a shuffle effect, I suppose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like lot, lots of lots of these ki- types of card. I think I'm trying to make out the art of one of these. Is this disrupt? I think it's disrupt. It's counter target instant or sorcery, unless they pay one, and draw a card? Yes. For one blue. Yes. Was that from like <laughs> Nemesis?
3: Uh yeah, it was from Invasion. Oh
1: right? Invasion.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, counter target instant or sorcery spell unless they Unless its controller pays one draw card. For only one
0: blue! <laughs> oh, Temporal uh, temporal Mastery. That's the time Ugh. walk miracle. Yes. <laughs> one Thrun the Last Troll. Because you're not Troll Delver unless you play a troll. And he's the um, last troll. <laughs> <laughs> the last troll. And, and lastly, of all the cards at the sideboard... Oh wait, what's this one? Lava Blister? One <laughs> Red Destroy Target Not Basic Land... Unless its controller has Lava Blister, deal six to him or her. Oh,
1: the choice. <laughs> oh, I love those. Back in the day, there was a bunch of burn spells that were choice cards, like browbeat. It's like, deal six six damage to a player unless that player has you draw three cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yup. Uh, and lastly, all the spice. If you haven't had enough spice already in this, uh, Tibalt, Like, the Planeswalker, Tibalt. Just straight like, up tip out. Like red red, plus one, draw a card, then discard at random. Minus four, I think he deals damage equal to the cards in hand, I think. And like minus six, I think, is insurrection. <laughs> Getting control of all creatures still in the turn nail. Oh my
3: god.
1: But
0: imagine against miracles though, like having a tip ball and you just like minus four to deal like five to seven damage against <laughs> them. <laughs> Oh, boy. And then kill with with Hidetsugu second right, because what could they... Unless they have Jace, they're screwed. Jesus. They never see it coming.
1: <laughs> Did this deck, right. like, place anywhere?
0: I think they forward a daily with this. Jesus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, well, I think we should probably get into some scoops. It's getting a little late over here. Yeah, scoop it up. All right, I got, I got two guys I want to scoop in the top eight tonight. Um, Is it me? First, uh, what's that? Is it me? It's actually neither of you, oh, so... Oh, well, screw eat you. It. I eat it, gonna, Jerry. I was going to scoop you in anyways. <laughs> I have real I have real scoops tonight. Um, oh, fuck. So
2: <laughs>
3: Danny, Danny oh. Cahill, uh, we got a chance to... Or Cahal. We got a chance to play um, the other night. Uh, I think it was Saturday night, whatever. But um, had a really good time playing with him. Uh, we got, like I said, we got to chat on Skype for a couple hours. And uh, hopefully... Uh, I hope that testing helped you out, man. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy playing. I enjoy playtesting and talking about magic, so... Wanted to give him a scoop in the top eight, and then also, um, I think it was uh, maybe Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday night last week. So two weeks ago, when you're listening to the cast, uh, I had a, I had walked away from MTGO for a couple hours. I had, was playing and walked away from my computer. I was watching TV in my other room. And, uh, one of the, one of our listeners messaged me, um, and I never responded to him because I never saw it until I, I came back and he wasn't online then. But, uh, his screen name was TJN142. And he just had really nice things to say about the cast and that, that he enjoyed it. And, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for that. I, you know, we always appreciate the feedback. I tried to message him back, but I don't know exactly how, uh, how MTGO works for that. If you're not online, you probably don't get the messages. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for the, uh, for the kind words and for listening, and uh, and I want to scoop him into top eight, Jerry. Who you got?
1: Um, I got Celso. I'll scoop you in, <laughs> Celso. Aww. thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: <Guys>.
0: <laughs> who
1: you got, Celso? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll activate Caracas, targeting Jerry.
1: <laughs> Caracas can't target salt. <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought I was like a legendary salt mine or something like that.
1: I, okay. I'm 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 legendary, but I'm not a legendary
3: salt mine. Jerry's as basic as it gets, man. <laughs>
0: He's a basic bitch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I scoop you guys. Obviously, the top eight for let me back on, share some field reporting, and got quite a quite quite the field reporting this this go around. So, um, so sweet. I'm going to scoop Emmercul the Promised End into top eight, cuz that was freaking awesome. <laughs> like like that's a deck I could sit on for a while and keep playing. Like there's just a lot of a lot of crazy cards in that deck that like I don't think I even saw half of the things I could do with that thing and it was it was sweet like uh like we're we were talking before before the event of like all the different ways you can cast like Emmercul so like you know you could just have like the natural you know you have enough lands and enough things in your graveyard or like mana-draining into Emrakul, or, like, um... Yeah, like, a few different ways to do it, which is sweet. Um So I got that. Let's see, uh... What else? Um, well, I think that's it. Keeping it pretty light. Well, actually, I gotta scoop into the top eight. The people. Because the people speak... People speak well of the bear. The bear loves the people. So, uh, as the people's host, I like to scoop the people into the uh, to, to, to the top eight here
3: oh boy All right. Uh, so Jerry if someone wants to get a hold of you and and talk to you about learn and how much uh, they love that deck and they're waiting for your article where do they find you
1: uh, they can find me at Hipsters of the Coast that's where it'll be posted on let me do some math on September 13th <laughs> 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 I'm on a bi- bi-weekly schedule here people and I missed this week I'm sorry God damn it, Jerry! Yeah, I just I forgot to post it. I wrote it and I forgot to post it, and I'm just like, oh, just post it next time. I'm like, okay, I don't have to write an article two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> My laziness wins. I'm sorry, people.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at jme3rd.
3: All right, John. What about you, man? What can they reach you? Uh,
0: I think the best way is through the awesome Facebook group, which you should t- totally be a part of the Leaving Legacy Facebook group. Uh, otherwise, Twitter, at Baldurian Bears. Facebook, look up Baldurian Bears and you'll probably find me. Um, there's probably going to be a point in time where I play some more moto than I have been, but I guess uh, if you're in the central Connecticut area and there's some legacy going on, I'll probably be there every so often, so I'll try to I'll try to set the bad signal out you know, as we get closer of, where I'll be for that. Um, that that's pretty much the, the ways you can find me. Nice. Um, you can find me at Pat Uglow on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show, uh,
3: Leaving Legacy, on Facebook. I believe it's uh, facebook.com slash Leaving a Legacy MTG. Uh, you can find Adrian, uh, not on the show, but on Twitter, at Uh And you can we are still doing the commons drive. Uh, details are in the show notes. If you have bulk commons and uncommons and bulk rares that are worth a, a penny apiece, send them to us, and we'll turn them into cash for uh, Cast. And for a Wounded Warrior project.
0: And you can find Pat beating Jerry at Magic the Gathering. Uh... <laughs> all over the place. Oh. Worldwide tour. <laughs> oh man, you should make that a T shirt of like all the times. you beat Jerry. Like eight venue,
2: like
3: <laughs> be a pretty short T shirt. Quantity of salt. Uh, we can we can add to it, Jerry, it's fine. <laughs> I I, think, I know I know a guy who knows a guy who does shirts. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah speaking of the shirts i'm sorry people that we have not gotten more in uh i think i'm once i get around to it i'm just gonna put up a Teespring for it just because i think that would get the most people happiness uh because i don't know when we are going to have our custom shirts made at the shop again but we will figure it out thank you for your patience
0: <laughs> hashtag jerry phil i mean jerry gate jerry gate <laughs>
1: Uh, that's another shirt. We should do a Teespring Jerry Gate shirt. See if that sells.
0: Should do something with it, like a token, or <laughs> there's got to be something where Jerry Gate gets involved.
3: Oh man, we should we should make a Jerry token.
2: <laughs> Why? I,
3: I, just, I don't know. I just think it's, it should be done. I think we should make a token Jerry on it.
1: Uh, actually, Caleb Caleb has a has the only Jerry token in existence. Uh, he he needed a uh, he needed a Merit Leish token, and he was doing the Jerry Thompson, and I said he was using the wrong Jerry. So now he has a Jerry Me Merit Leish token.
3: I just I feel like it should be like um maybe mm, maybe like the shadow of an Emmercool or the shadow of a Grizzlebrand once it's been Caracas back to your hand. <laughs> oh,
1: <no>. like, <laughs> it's just me surrounded by all the cards. On
3: it's just the dashes. emptiness, the emptiness on your on your. Uh, on your play mat, from where the uh, where the card should be.
1: <laughs> the text box is slowly filling up with my tears, and I'm, I'm <laughs> bound to drown if it continues. <laughs>
3: oh man! All right, well, Jerry, you got a dice for us? We're gonna roll this roll Let out of here.
1: Roll those dice! Where's that oh, here? it is. Oh, actually, also shout out to Dan Holland who brought me back a dice bag made from real Spanish leather because he was in Spain. <laughs> It's a nice. Is it actually like a Is a it nice, like it's a nice Is it like
3: bag. a bull scrotum from Spain? It kind of looks
1: us. like a bull scrotum. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it looks like a bull scrotum.
3: But only put 2d20s in there.
1: <laughs> That's what I should do. That's what I should do. But it is a very nice high quality dice bag that looks like a bull scrotum. <laughs> I took one d20 out. Let's see what it says. Whoop. It's on the ground.
0: Hashtag Jerry Fail. Jerry Fail.
1: Oh! We got number 16. 16.
3: Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Silence in the Snow by Trivium. Never uh. heard of it. <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) come
1: on it's what the people want also i'm gonna give a a scoop to uh ian for putting uh a wadama fever by baby metal hell yeah ian (laughs) oh
3: it's so bad hilarious uh josh millard with the uh the trivium song i just
2: (sighs) hey
1: maybe it's a great song have you ever heard it no. So maybe it's great, and you just haven't been exposed to it yet. And then I'm you'll old. Be I've been exposed
3: in. to all the things I want to be exposed to. <laughs> uh,
1: there's only so Are many times a, a man that? in a trench coat can flash you before you get jaded.
3: <laughs> I just stand in a mirror with a trench coat myself and flash myself. <laughs> so it's, at least I'm getting flashed, but it's a familiar It's a familiar No, face. No new friends.
0: Wait, wait I've seen this before. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's disgusting.
0: Oh, my God. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) All right, guys. Are you also holding a boombox over your head as you do it, too? I mean, obviously. It's like a
1: weird say-anything porn crossover.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's where we were going, Jerry. Oh, man.
3: I was connecting the dots. (laughs) Yes, Jerry did a great job connecting all the dots.
0: (laughs) Hashtag Captain Obvious Jerry.
3: (laughs) All right, guys. Uh... Thanks for hanging out. Hope you all have a great Monday.
0: Play us out with some
3: sweet,
1: what is it, Trillium?
3: Trinum? Tri-
1: trivium. Trillium's a great beer, so, it, I mean, if it's anything like the beer, it could be a good song. Great. <laughs> don't you forget about me. That's a good song. We can play that
2: don't, one instead. Don't, don't.